0: Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I am your host, Justin Harvey. You can find me on Twitter at JustinHarvey75. You can uh, find us all on Twitter at MMMShow75. We got Urban Heretic in the house with us today. What's up, Herb?
1: What's going on, bro? Ah, You know, just being a rebel, like always. (laughs) Wait, what does that sign say? Absolutely, no smoking in the barn area. Well, it actually says in barn area, I added the other, whatever. That rule doesn't apply to me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, where's I, I think Casey has just shown up to Byron's house, even though we were going to not do this uh, that way with us all live at Byron's, but he's there, so hopefully they'll get their act together. Um, today's episode, we are going to be running down a little bit of our lucha draft and what we all decided to do with the rosters that we drafted. Um, Urban has joined us for a very specific reason. We ran some polls this week, as most of you have probably seen, and the voting, the voting was wild, man. The voting was like kind of crazy all over the place. But there was one specific vote uh, last week. If you listen to our um, supplemental draft. There was one luchador left over, number-wise, and it wasn't uh, because nobody likes this guy. It was just simply because the supplemental draft was done out of a hat, and he just wasn't ever drawn. So somehow we're left with Dragon Azteca Jr., which is a badass luchador to have on your squad, but nobody got him. So now that I am in the fray as part of the, uh, the draft, which I wasn't originally but I can't really determine who it goes to. So we asked J-Man and Urban to, um, we would throw up a poll, see what the the general people thought, but then we were going to give the final say, the last word to the heels. So Urban's going to join us today and kind of give us that decision. But Urban, what did you think about some of these polls that we ran in general? Like our very first poll was for who got the best initial draft out of people they picked, and uh, I didn't win that one.
1: (laughs) How did you not win that one? I don't know Byron. Was that the was that the EC uh, three
0: uh, one? No, the very first one was just for whoever got like just the best kind of overall initial team, and this was before the supplemental draft. There's your stats. Byron oh, came yeah. in. Oh yeah, I won. I won because
2: I'm the best. Oh, I voted Jesus. for Byron.
0: Well, Byron did have some pretty solid picks. I mean, who did he have there? He had like Matanza and Mil Muertes, Rey Mysterio, Prince Puma. Yeah, he's got a lot of uh, uh, championship caliber guys there. You know, definitely,
2: definitely. I somehow managed to draft the whole Lucha Underground main event.
0: What I still can't imagine, though, is that even Byron didn't draft Sexy Star. Like, she's one of the belt holders
2: right now. She's the Gift of the
1: Gods gotcha champion. Byron, you broke my dick off.
2: I just thought that I don't I- have a problem with her, but I decided to go with Eva Lisa as my top.
0: I don't, I don't disagree, but you got to draft the gold, man. You got to bring the belts in. I just don't. I already do have
2: two, two championships on my, right, right. My well, show.
0: that's the reason why I thought Byron would lose because he drafted himself. It even says that in the poll. It says Byron, who drafted himself. That's
1: what got me the most votes. Yeah, you got to yeah. respect somebody who puts himself over.
0: Well, all I can say is I hope that you're bringing new fans to the sport because I'm pretty sure most of these people that voted for you have never seen a wrestling show in their lives.
2: You don't know anything about anything. You're right.
0: Um, Well, that was the first one. Casey uh, and me tied for that one. So I felt at least good about that, that people were both solidly representing both of us. Um, Hey,
3: can you guys hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, I drove all the way to Byron's house for 45 minutes for no reason.
0: (laughs) Well, the memo said on Google Hangouts. I have the memo. It does actually say that. I fucked up. Um, Yeah.
3: Hi, Urban. What's up? What's what's up,
2: man? Thank you.
3: For those of you who don't know that are watching, that's a Tommy fucking N shirt.
2: Tommy fucking N. I had to rebound from my shirt last week. I wore a fucking loser shirt. Wait, so Byron actually put you in another room, but at his house, he likes Dude, to- I wanted
0: a chair with a back. Oh, okay. <sighs> that was part of the deal to get you back on the show. So I understand. Just so you guys who don't uh, don't follow us on Twitter, he uh, Casey quit the show this week because he's a son of a Uh-oh. bitch. And then uh, to come back, he made us I put in hear. his new contract that he gets a friggin' chair with a back because we always stick him with the bar stool. Son yeah. of a bitch. Anyway, look, um, I'm talking Stole about. We're talking about some of these polls over here. So we already talked about Byron winning the first one. Got a poll for you. Um, yeah, I'm the champ. Uh, the best first pick, Casey ran away with this one. 51% or what is that? 55, 55% over half of the people who voted uh, said that Casey deserved it for Pentagon Dark, which I tend to agree with. Anybody who was in this draft who didn't pick Pentagon Dark first is probably an idiot.
3: Yeah, we wouldn't be friends anymore if anyone didn't pick Pentagon first. So, yeah, it's just whoever got that first pick was going to get Pentagon.
0: And Urban, you agree with that, right? That's that's the logical choice, right? I would have gone with Sexy Star, man. You know... Mm-hmm. Gift of the God's champ! What's up? Pentagon doesn't have any gold. You know what's well, fucked up? is I actually believe that. Because the last...
3: I, well, the- I mean... <laughs> Love sexy star. They do. They do love sexy. It's true. Star. It's true. You um, know, last real heels is an anagram for last real sh- uh, shills. Uh, it's just difficult. I heard that.
2: I it. heard that they signed up to be paid shills of the show, but forgot to ever actually ask for money.
1: Oh. I heard that they're actually uh, t- probably because t- t- <laughs> we drink a lot. <laughs> you. I they got they're waiting for
3: their paycheck, and that they're trying to take Lucha Underground down from the inside. Oh my God, Urban! where Where yeah, is You Russo? The roller coaster?
2: Thing. We gotta talk about Urban. Yeah, right.
3: man. Yeah, Urban, you're making me barf,
0: dude.
2: <laughs> on, don't make him barf. He's in my living room.
0: I love this. Well, oh, at least he's not okay. smoking a square in front of the no smoking sign anymore. Because I thought he was going to explode and hit the propane tank or something. There. Um, the next poll. <laughs> the next poll was uh, this one right here. The ladies are luchadoras, and um, Casey and I were really neck and neck with Byron the whole time on this one. It wasn't just just a straight popularity contest, but Ivelisse did edge out both Sexy Star and Katrina. And honestly, this is tough. Like, I wouldn't know who to pick in this pile either.
2: I would pick Ivelisse because that's the wrestling match I would prefer to watch.
3: I would pick the one that ran the temple for half the fucking season
0: myself. But, you know... Oh, and I would, I, and I would pick the one that has, you know, a belt. Uh, the Gift of the Gods championship right now.
2: Ivelisse has come closer to the Lucha Underground championship than Sexy Star has. And she has had a title match. Ivelisse has. She,
0: had, no, but already but held gold. We know that Sexy Star is going to get a title match now because she's Gift of the Gods champ. Uh,
3: not Gift if the she God.
2: loses...
0: Boom!
3: Get I to the... challenge Sexy Star for the Gift of the Gods Championship, and if she doesn't answer, I win by forfeit, and I will cash in against Matanza now.
2: I, w- I would like to see you cash in against Matanza Casey.
0: Everyone would. Because I, I, I would,
2: would love that.
0: The- so fucking hard. Is there another wall that they can have Casey get thrown through, or have they condemned half the temple from the last time somebody went through a I just,
2: I just want to see Matanza do, like, a straight up, like, uh earthquake move and jump his fat ass right on Casey's face. Actually, Matanza isn't fat.
3: He's got a muscular ass, Byron. Yeah, I will definitely tell
0: that you told him that his very athletic build was fat.
2: Well, it's hard to tell on the bloody jumpsuit. Um... There's a lot of mass, you know. I'm just you, you saying. I
0: call him
3: Mr. Fat instead of Mr. Athletic.
2: That's. I just, I just want to see him cause a lot of bodily damage to very vital parts of Casey's body.
0: Well, now we get to a poll that actually meant something here. This is our uh, the best outside acquisition poll. Funny how it's the one that Justin wins that is the poll that actually means something. Oh, you noticed that? I think it does mean something, <laughs> but. You know, technically, as you see here, they're both in blue.
2: Uh, that's so weird.
0: I edged Byron out ever so slightly, but it was such a close margin that uh, it kind of gave us both the win here. So wow!
3: Into edging.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're in edging. I believe that. Um, but I had EC3 Cross and Psycho Clown. Byron had. Who did you have? Some.
2: I had Naito, Page, and Kota Ibushi. The hottest free agent lunatic in professional wrestling today. Who, Paige? No, uh, Ibushi. Paige is not a hot free agent. <laughs> That's
0: true. She's not hot at all. Um, and then, uh...
2: <laughs> oh, come on.
0: <laughs> and then we got uh, oh Casey with
2: awesome picks here. Come on. Yeah, those are what wow, the fucking caveman. She you you got to explain why you got to pick why the caveman's awesome.
3: Dude, okay, it, did, did no man, explain why the caveman was awesome. No, nope. did you show any Academy Awards? So fuck did you that.
2: Sh- you should have shown a video promo of him looking at a wheel, like inventing the wheel for the first time, or being afraid of fire. What did you think of this
1: one, Urban? I'm curious. Uh, I voted for you, man. It was easy. EC- three sold me.
0: Yeah, I thought that was a good acquisition. Wait till you see how I booked him in my fantasy episode too. I think that uh, yeah. I like bringing EC3, and I thought he was a solid choice. And uh I know, don't even know who he is. I'm sorry, Cross, who may or may not be coming to Lucha Underground anyway, but we had to draft him from the outside because there's nothing official for Cross being in Lucha Underground. So mm-hmm. uh, I had to bring in my boy Kevin Cross because you know I think he's gonna wreck shop, and I had some fun booking him too. Kevin
2: Cross is awesome. I'm
0: going to... I can't wait to see what you did with Paige. I I just don't even... I don't even know if I see her fitting in in the uh, Lucha Underground world. I don't know. They're going to
3: have a pasty
0: skin contest between her and fucking Byron. (laughs) I mean, I would have brought in, like, you know, Candice LeRae or somebody. You should get
2: J-Man for that. I'm trying trying to pick specific skill sets and also uh, draws, you know? She's a draw. I'll give you that. She's a draw. But... uh. The, the main reason I picked her was so that way I could piss off uh, El Patron. Since then, you know, he's above the temple. but you know, now, if
3: you, if you would have said that when you picked her, I would have voted for you. Yeah, actually, <laughs> I, I like that.
0: that was, that's solid. That's good reasoning right there. I completely agree with that. All right, then we moved into this one. Another runaway for Casey here. The great Muta as an outside pick yeah. is pretty damn solid.
3: I didn't see how I use this motherfucker. People will vote on my episode based on how dope this shit is.
2: I'm excited for Muta. I re- legitimately am. I'm also excited for the second place on that poll. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> don't tell
0: the panda that. The panda is apparently extinct to you guys, but maybe a lot of people Ooh. didn't know who Ultima Panda was, but that's all right. He, he gets a fun booking in my episode, and uh, we have some fun with the panda. I would
2: panda- I Panda
3: something
0: to our viewers slash listeners?
3: If one of us is talking about a wrestler a lot on Twitter, that means you guys should look this person up. And it's yeah. not just because nobody knew who the fuck my picks were. But it's also because of the tremendous Ultimo Panda, who all of you should be watching. And yeah. all you furries out there that listen to the show. Oh, yeah. Were there. Ultimo Panda, bro. Come on.
2: A l- lot of mainstream appeal for the
0: panda character. Well, oh, um, plus Byron loves him because Byron loves all bears.
2: Yes. I, <laughs> I, I'm just a lifetime oh, member of the club.
3: No. And Byron looks like he's wearing a fur bodysuit, but that's just him.
2: No, dude, you just already complimented me on my Tommy N shirt that I got Ebola. I'm, like, super smarky right now. You got
1: Ebola, man? I hear that's deadly.
2: Yeah, I thought it was Zika virus. (laughs) Ebola? That's good. Shut up, Urban.
1: Dude, I'm stuck
3: at his house, and he's got fucking Ebola. That's terrible.
0: Hey, don't piss off Urban, because Urban is actually here for this next one. So this is what we brought Urban in today for, because we got to figure this out. Um... Right here, it says, help Urban and Last Real Heels, which is J-Man, pick who Dragon Azteca should go to. Because like I said at the top of the show, Dragon Azteca was somehow left over through no one's fault. He was just in the supplemental draft. We drew it out of a hat, and he never got assigned anywhere. So poor, awesome Dragon Azteca is just left uh, hanging, and we all have an even number right now. So... Someone is going to get the advantage. I don't know if you guys are going to be able to put him into your episodes or not. I have a place possibly I could put him in. But um, Urban's here to give us the verdict on, regardless of what this poll says, this was a pretty tight poll too, but Casey uh, Casey did win it at 38%. But it was a pretty, pretty tight poll. Um, but so, Urban, tell us what you think and where what which one of these teams could use the Dragon Azteca Jr. the best.
1: So... The Hills aren't, uh, aren't particularly <laughs> fond of giving the people what they want, so we're not going to go with
2: Casey. <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, because um, I already wrote my show, and I have no place for this motherfucker.
2: You're, oh, you have our five-foot-tall luchador midgets. Well, yeah, wouldn't you want you don't really
1: need any more speed, people, and Dragon Azteca is probably too good for your roster right now. That's um, true. We're not going to go with Byron. Why? Um, His you don't need him. You don't need him. You got, like, all the major players in Lucha Underground. Yeah. So, I mean, that leaves Justin. We're giving him to Justin. Uh, Justin's been getting screwed in all these polls. Don't think we don't know. I mean, I've been making fake accounts to vote for Byron,
2: but Thank still. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, so is Byron. It. Uh, they're not fake accounts. They're okay, just I'm accounts. sorry. They're not fake accounts. <laughs> they're just all you. You got yeah, like, your
0: Bates hey, you movie know. account. You got your Vanilla Ice Project account. You got your Storm Chasers account. You got your Byron Likes Cats account or whatever. You got That's five real accounts. Hi, Justin, you tried to
2: use the MMM Show account to vote for you. You can't.
0: MMM Show put up the polls. Whoever puts yeah, up the poll their can't their vote, vote it yeah. for yourself. So nice try, buddy. I have not no. cheated in this whole process. You know that because you tried no it doesn't even give you the option <laughs> no that was the first thing you said I can't have vote for myself twice. twice have you ever put up a poll it doesn't even give you the option to vote for yourself how would I, why would I even try it doesn't even give you the option I didn't even think of that I don't think dastardly mean healish cheating tactics like you guys I'm a he face. Can only
2: put up a poll if he kills a homeless person I'm just saying <laughs> I'm just saying you couldn't figure out how to work the system. And someone else here could, and I outsmarted you guys tw- at least twice so far on this whole situation.
3: I, I just think it's great that the guy that gets screwed by polls the most of- often in real life um, is the one. Well, what? What's that? Knows. What's that? What's that?
0: What do you, what do you mean? What's that? Know. You heard him.
2: You get well, screwed Casey? by polls. All the no, time he's having trouble. I don't know if there's a bandwidth issue between the living room and my office.
0: I think that there is.
3: I think that there is... I think that you're sabotaging me. (laughs) I
0: I heard him loud and clear. All right, well, so look, I get Dragon Azteca Jr. There is one one poll still still open, only for, like, another another hour. So So if you're watching this live, you can vote. If you're watching this later or listening to it, don't bother, because uh, I will most likely have won. Right now, I am in the lead on this poll. This is our final poll of who got the best overall after supplemental draft... I also, okay. I also now have Dragon Azteca Junior. I also now have Dragon Azteca Junior. So, you have got one hour left to vote for this. And right now, somehow I am winning because I think everyone else realized how tainted the rest of this process was, and is trying to make up for it now by putting me over the way that I should have been put over in the first place. I hope. Room went
3: off by itself. Yeah, a ghost. Do you have a fucking ghost? There's a fucking There's ghost, a ghost, dude. In my room. What the fuck? Byron's right here, and it's.
0: That's weird. Okay. (laughs) So strange.
3: I I think that it's fucking horrifying because Billy is right here, too. She's not in that room. I hope that the ghost votes for my show.
0: Probably. (laughs) Well, so that's it, and we'll see how the process goes after this. One more poll will come after this and see what you guys think of our (sighs) fantasy episodes. I got a quick question for all you guys, including Urban. Um, I saw that Brock got fined $500 for making Randy Orton bleed. I just want to know, like, how is this even a relevant storyline within the WWE universe when everybody on the face of God's green earth knows that Brock just made $2.5 million fighting in the UFC?
1: Like, how
0: is a $500 fine storyline Supposed to mean shit to anyone. It's not like he's working the fucking Indies and that's his whole booking fee. (laughs) Like, what does $500 mean to anybody in the wrestling
3: world? All I know is, like, I hope that means I can pay $500 to elbow Randy Orton in the face until he bleeds because I can get, like, a GoFundMe started. I have have
2: something to say on this.
0: Go, say it. It's a show. You're talking. You have a microphone. Talk.
3: I would like
2: like to comment on the situation. We're waiting, Baron. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Josh. If I, if, I, if I understand correctly, this $500 fine it isn't so much for making Randy Orton bleed. It's a storyline fine that Steph is, uh, is implementing because Brock attacked her brother. She said on Raw that he would get punished for what he did, and she was upset about it. And now she's giving him a $500 fine for attacking Shane McMahon in the ring. Boy, does um, that
0: make her a great heel? Ooh. <laughs> well,
2: so, so they're doing that, and then CNN uh, ran a story with it because they think that, you know, it's still real to them.
0: Yeah, they thought Vince McMahon really died too. Well, he did turn seventy-one this week. Grandpa, he's officially Grandpa Vince now.
2: <sighs> Happy birthday.
0: God, Happy that man birthday, will never die. Man. Eventually he is gonna die, and I don't, I, I don't know what's gonna happen to wrestling then. Maybe it'll be Grandpa EV Dub. Maybe EV Dub will take over the whole <laughs> wrestling universe. <laughs> He's a long way
3: from a grandpa, dude. I think he's closer to our age than Vince's. So.
0: Yeah, well, I said when Vince dies. By the time Vince dies, EV-Dub will be a grandpa. You know
2: what? is legitimately uh, one of the richest people that we've ever heard of, so I'm I pretty sure Vince he's going to have scientists keeping him alive. 100.
3: So Vince's mom lives until she's 100. Vince
2: McMahon's got some
0: time to go. Whatever, Maybe. man. You know, it's a shame, too, because I honestly I felt like WWE, between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam, was actually on the right track. Everything was going the right way. And by the way, I like the Finn booking. I liked it's taking the strap off of him. I like him winning it. I don't care what anybody says. I thought that was perfect for WWE. I thought it was perfect for him. Get him out of the demon. Put him on the shelf for a minute. When he comes back, people are going to know who he is. Give him time to talk about him. Hype him up. Make him the main roster player that he should be. Then when he comes back, he'll be in the chase for the belt. I think it's freaking perfect. Plus, he can come back just as Finn without the demon. Work up to a big demon push maybe around WrestleMania. Who knows? Anyway, I like that. But everything else that's going on, Jesus, garbage. What the fuck? Like, overnight, they just went back to shit. Like, they did all this work from Money in the Bank to SummerSlam to actually get things on track. The split actually worked initially. I thought they did it really well. The shows were actually getting good. Maybe not totally consistent, but what the fuck happened? Like, it's been completely downhill. SummerSlam was not good. And then now it's just back to shit now. What happened? Somebody tell Sum- me.
2: SummerSlam was really great if you only watched, like, one and a half matches.
0: <laughs> I, I assume the half matches you're talking about when uh, Roman Reigns speared Rusev, because that was great. That was great television.
2: No, I that sucked. Wow. I mean, I'm not... I like Rusev, but, you know, they got to work their angle if they're not going to have an actual match between them. But it just looks like Roman Reigns should be in better shape for someone who, you know, pops hot on drug tests. Uh, He moves slow motion. He he lacks actual fire. I think he just hangs out. Casey, we don't need that. We don't need that. No.
3: I was helping your cat.
2: (laughs) Casey, Casey, give a hoot. Don't pollute. Oh, God. It's but uh, no, the Cena Styles match I thought was awesome. I think that um, that the uh,
0: versus Nikki Styles.
2: I don't know who that is. AJ Styles. Oh, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. Uh, that was really great. I think that the uh, women's championship fight was also. It was good. They they have this Wait, thing where Wait, stop. Just yeah. no.
0: Shut your mouth. What are you talking about was good? It was practically a, a death match. Those women almost legit killed each other for no goddamn reason. That match was too long. They did spots that they weren't they sh- shouldn't have been in positions to
2: do. Yeah. They almost
0: killed each other. Neither of them could pick each other up by the end of the match and they kept trying to do all these high spots. It was ridiculous.
2: Yeah, well, as far as just watching the the match as as uh You know as part of the show I feel like their botches work to their botches work for the story of the match where even when they botch it looks like they're getting hurt real bad and they're just trying to fight as hard as they can that's what it looks like if you're just gonna buy into it 100% suspension of disbelief you want to get into um you know behind the scenes like oh it's a show what are you doing I'm just saying yeah like you don't want them to try to hurt themselves so bad. Yeah, I thought it was. But you want them to work smarter, especially you want Sasha who's over so she doesn't have to let Charlotte drop her on her head for no reason.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think I want them to work smarter. I think I want them to book smarter. I want them to agent better. No one should have let the, those moves in that match for that duration. It was too long. If that match had been 12 minutes, they could have done a lot of those spots, pulled them off, but, you know, they're working rest holds, and the crowd's going to sleep. They're walking around the ring. They're stumbling. They're falling. And then when they get back up, they still don't have it in them to do it. You know, maybe they need PEDs after all just to keep the, the muscle and the energy up to get these matches done right. I don't know. Urban. I'm
2: for Urban right now is hooked up to TRT <laughs> off-camera. Whatever. I mean, what, I'm, not,
0: I'm not talking anabolic steroids See, that drive you insane and make you like... <laughs>
1: I'm
0: talking the, the kind of PEDs, like, you know, that are just more supplemental and that happen to be on the banned list. I mean, everybody from WWE is suspended right now, too, which might be the part point of why it's so bad, like... Yeah. They're all mean, getting suspended
2: for Adderall, I think. Whatever, man. Like, I, I think saying. they all went to Vegas and did a bunch Share of... Share the wealth. <laughs> but uh, I had something to say and then I completely forgot. Oh yeah, Casey, what's up with the top rope uh, Black Tiger Bomb spot? Was that a is that a Eddie? Yeah, it was the Halloween Havoc. Uh, you know the mask versus
3: uh, title match between Ray and Eddie. My favorite match of all time. That was a callback to that, except that Ray didn't almost land on his head and die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And make Will Ospreay say on Twitter, look behind you when you do Arana, you're scaring the shit out of me.
0: <laughs> if Osprey's telling you you're doing scary shit, that's definitely something you should listen to. Um, I don't know. I just felt like SummerSlam came at the end also of this crazy weekend where you had, you know, Ring of Honor, Evolve, huge amounts of. Uh, yeah, UFC stuff that was amazing. The oh UFC yeah, two hundred two. Like this was the big UFC
2: fight of the of the year so far.
0: No, one ninety six was actually still higher, but this did better than UFC two hundred. I think right now the rankings are UFC one ninety six, then UFC one hundred, then UFC two hundred two, which was this one that just passed, and then uh, the Ronda Rousey fight, and then UFC two hundred. Like UFC two hundred. I think is number five or something. I don't even think it's in the the, the top three. Um, so Connor was right. This was the big event, uh, and if he had been on 200, it probably would have been the biggest thing ever. It probably would have blown everything, blown doors. Um, so they screwed up right there, but um, I don't know. That fight was amazing. Five rounds, awesome. And then getting to SummerSlam after all of that, all these great things, you know, <coughs> just garbage. I was pissed. Hey,
1: TakeOver
2: was the shit, though. That was really good. I like that
3: new NXT champion. Come on, fuck come the fuck on, man.
2: They did a dislocated jaw gimmick with Samoa Joe, which was great. And Samoa Joe
0: knew how to sell that thing, man. They were taking stiff shots. They were working, you know, very Japanese strong style. It was a yeah. great looking match. And uh the finish was awesome. Loved it. And
2: they he they had him dislocate have his jaw dislocated off the first Bomaye and then he took Two more after that, or he took a from from behind, and then he took the King Asha, whatever. So it made it even, yes. it made it even more brutal that that they had him take the finishing knee strike after his jaw had already been dislocated. That's good booking. Well,
3: people were talking about them fucking throwing up the red X's work. I just want to point out Luch Underground did that first when Pentagon went through the table.
2: Everyone does it ever since the first time they actually did it for real and they saw the response they got they used it they used it when Chainsaw Charlie and mankind were in a dumpster that fell five feet.
0: Well, and you also know that it was a work because because of the shot that you see it in you can tell it was a work because they you know the camera cuts back over to the ref just as he's throwing it up. It's like yeah come on we didn't perfectly cut to the ref throwing up the X because it was a fucking shoot. Come on guys.
2: But it, it it told a story. It was really good. They executed it well. Yeah, and, I'm uh, excited for Athena as well. She was she did really great, and she has a cool gimmick. She has those Mil Muertes eyes. What about No Way Jose? He did awesome for a guy who just dances and does a baseball punch. He really worked well in that fight. I mean, that's
0: just, just better is around.
3: Blanca and Street Fighter.
0: <laughs> You're terrible. And all right, well, we should get to these episodes. Anybody else got any other news or anything they want to talk about before we let Urban get out of here? No, I just want to yeah, say that yeah. the
1: last real girls and heels suck. What? Well, I mean, I can hit my tagline for you, but it'll probably be all distorted. Well, I want the tagline, but I'm going to ask
0: the question <laughs> that everybody wants to know from you, Urban. Is everything cool over in uh, your neck of the woods over in the south? You guys seem to be patched up a little bit now. I don't want to get into it all, but you good?
1: Oh, yeah, we're good. Just had to work a few marks, you know.
0: (laughs) That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. That's solid. That's solid. (laughs) Thank you, Urban. All right, hit that
1: tagline. Tell (laughs) us where we can buy your shit. (laughs) All right, man. It's the Last Real Heels, at Last Real Heels, on Twitter. uh, Also, at urbanheretic 187 Find us on lastrealheels.com, prowrestlingtees.com. Buy our merch. You can get this cool, stylish shirt right here. Uh, We need to sell a few more hundred of these to uh, keep paying the bills. And uh, buy me some beer. There's a PayPal somewhere. And uh, that's it for me. All right, deuces. That is...
0: Later, later Urban. Urban
2: Later, Urban. Urban is out, y'all. All right, Urban's off the podcast now, and I think now we just gained our only live viewer on YouTube.
0: No, What's up, already Urban? We already had a couple people.
2: What's up, there. Urban?
3: There are people <laughs> watching <laughs> it right now. Billy's watching the shit out of me right now. She had, like, some kind of thread stuck in her teeth, and I saved her life, and now she's my friend.
2: Um, oh, nice. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, Casey, I think it's the uh, the moment of truth, brother. <laughs> oh, I go first? Well, you've been doing it that way the whole time. It's been you, Byron, then me. You won the toss. All right, all right, all right. Um, and I don't you know got Pentagon, go. so I'm expecting your show to be the best one
2: because you got Pentagon. I wasn't prepared for Casey to go first. I didn't take any Advil yet.
3: Hey, do, can you see me, or do you just see a picture? <coughs> Excuse me, a picture of me right now.
2: We uh, see we, a video see you. of you. We see
0: you.
3: It's okay. not okay.
2: Sting, it's yeah, a, I, picture I sting. a picture of Sting.
0: So I can't tell. Um,. Okay, uh, I'm ready to start whenever you guys are. Go for it, man. This oh. is your time, brother. Tell us, show us what you got. All now, right. Let me let me explain the premise just again for anybody who's just tuning in here. What we did was we fantasy drafted from the entire lucha roster. It started off with just Casey and Byron. Um, they picked their teams and uh, I should probably run down who Casey's team is so you guys kind of know who to expect. And the goal here is we we said that, and and Casey and Byron came up with this, that we had to book an episode with these people to see how we would use them too, not just draft a cool team but they have to actually come up with a storyline and kind of create an episode of Lucha Underground fantasy-wise. Here's Casey's team right here. As you see at the top there, he's got Pentagon Dark, Drago, Aerostar, Phoenix, Jack Evans, and Helico, Katrina, Taya, beautiful Brenda, um, Kevinario, Speedball, and Anshoku Dino, and then Great Muda. And then he got these guys in the supplemental draft last week uh, – Castro, Nightclaw, Cage, Dr. Wagner, Masquerida Escrada, Son of Havoc, and the new Mohawk Gimp character that you may have seen in the trailer for Season 3 that we don't really know much about yet. So, um, That being said, that's Casey's squad for Lucha Underground Ragnarok. Is that what you're still calling
1: it? No. No. Okay, well, we'll let you call hey, it whatever you
0: want. Good. Take it away, Casey. I'm going to eat a uh, turkey taco salad. Okay, um, this is called
3: Lucha Underground, Byron is a Bitch. No, this is called Lucha Underground, Beyond the Darkness, named after the wonderful Balzac album of the same name. That was my name. Oh, well. All right, so we start off with Pentagon Dark in a room, kind of wrapping some barbed wire around a baseball bat. Katrina appears. Pentagon swings at her, but she disappears, reappears with the fucking bat in her hands. She looks at him and says, he isn't here. Then she hands him the fucking bet. But I know where he is. Who is she talking about? Well, we're going to find out. We're at a hospital. Outside of the hospital, it's pouring rain. There's thunder. Inside, Vampiro's got his eye all bandaged up from Pentagon Dark, fucking him up at the end of the last season. Nurse tells him he has a visitor. A guy walks in. We can't see who he is right now, though. But Vampiro's happy to see him. He's like, I haven't seen you in forever, brother. You're lucky you can see me at all, Ian. I fucked up, brother. I know. Then we're back at the temple. Hefe comes down through the crowd. He's uh, flanked by a Japanese man in a suit. That's Dan Shokudino, Dino. And he introduces his new ring announcer since Vampiro's not there. He says, I have someone who just loves to talk and talk and talk. So I'm going to put him at the commentary table so you can hear him talk. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Jack Evans joining Matt Stryker at the table, much to Matt Stryker's chagrin. Boom. So our first match, actually, from the 559, they call him Cage, one of my supplemental draft picks. He's facing one of my outside picks, Speedball, Mike Bailey. I don't know if you've seen Speedball or not, but he is a tiny, tiny little man. And Cage is a huge motherfucker. So most of the match is built around Cage just trying to fucking destroy this kid. But Speedball uses his magical karate powers and just kicks the shit out of Cage. Eventually hits him with his fucked up looking flipping knee thing that he does as his finisher. Look it up on YouTube. Shit's dope.
2: And it's, a, it's, it. a shooting, it's a shooting star double knee drop.
3: There you go. It's fucked up. It looks like he kills every single person he hits it with. But um, he pins Cage with it. So Cage goes absolutely batshit crazy and starts chasing after him. But uh, nah, Speedball gets the fuck out of there because Cage is insane. We're back in Hefe's office. Hefe tells his new bodyguard that he comes with the highest recommendation from the mysterious Orient since he doesn't have Lotus since she's on another show. You know, he wasn't expecting when he gave us these three shows to have to do three times the work. So all Hefe wants right now is to be left the fuck alone. To make sure it happens, he brought in Dan Dino as his bodyguard. So Dino goes and stands in the hallway outside of the office. So, of course, Cage comes running in to bitch at Hefe like he's done in the past, try to get a match with Speedball, but Dino insists on searching him first. And Denshoku Dino, if you don't know, he gets a little handsy with the guys. It's a little understatement there.
0: He gets a little handsy with the guys. He openly likes men. You can say that. It's part of his gimmick. He openly likes men, right?
3: Yo, well, yeah, okay, so he basically molests Cage, and Cage freaks out and leaves and doesn't ever talk to Hefe. Hefe peeks out of the hallway, and he says, what was that? Dino says, just doing my job, boss. And then Hefe uh, goes back into his office, and after the door shuts, uh, Dino starts smelling his hands. Okay, so there's your comic relief for the episode because it's about to get fucked up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Match two is scheduled. For accompanied by Nurse Brenda, Dr. Wagner Jr. And he's scheduled to face Aerostar. But Aerostar is nowhere to be found. Hefe's really fucking annoyed. He comes out of the office. He's like all huffy and puffy and sighing. And if it's possible to sigh with a lisp, he does it. And um, he just says, all right, fine. Aerostar's not here. Drago, you get the match instead. Okay, so Drago's wrestling Dr. Wagner Jr. It's a pretty even match. You know, it's, uh, the fans would probably be into it. But um, Wagner gets distracted when a caveman, Cavernario Barbaro, comes to the ring and starts trying to drag away Brenda by her hair. This distracts Wagner. You know, he gets pinned by Drago, uh, but he does manage to save Brenda. But Drago's kind of freaked out. This caveman's kind of giving him weird vibes, so he decides to kind of chase after him. Back at the hospital, a nurse brings Vampiro his meds while his guest is still there. His guest says, you know what you have to do, right, Ian? And Vampiro throws the pills away. Then his guest tells him, if you want to fix things, Vampiro is going to have to take over. And, uh, Vampiro smiles a little bit through the pain that he's in. says, well, I don't know anyone who understands what I'm going through more than you, Keiji. And he fucking turn, and it's Keiji Muto right there. And when the lightning strikes outside, you see the great Muda face flash over his face. Then back in the temple, it's the main event, but Hefe has a little announcement. And uh, this is a little thing that we had that we were allowed to create a new championship for our show. Hefe uh, leaves his office with Dino next to him, and he has this crazy belt with like a big fucking Aztec skull in the center of it, kind of like the death coin. And this, as Hefe explains, is the Random Acts of Violence championship. <laughs> you see, every single week, this title is going to be defended, and it's going to be a championship. That the champion is always going to be in the match, but he never knows how many opponents he's going to have. He could have one, he could have four, maybe even more than that. That's drawn randomly. The match type is drawn randomly, and that's going to be a myriad of fucked up match types like we've seen in the temple, like death matches, fucking grave consequences, no moss matches, shit like that. And all of the opponents also chosen randomly. And it doesn't matter if you already have a match on the card. So say that, you know, Drago's got to defend the trio's titles, but he gets put in this match. He's going to have to wrestle this fucked up match, and he might even have to wrestle both his other trio's tag partners in this match and fuck each other up and then have to defend the titles. It's all the luck of the draw, my friends. So... The first match, the one that's gonna decide this random acts of violence champion, is going to be a ladder match, three way match, between Phoenix, Nightclaw, and everyone's favorite South African and Helico.
0: Wait, I thought that I thought it was PJ Black.
3: PJ Black's not on my fucking roster, man. <laughs> but you said favorite South African. It's not PJ Black. It's not Adam Rose. It could be from man. You know. Okay, so we have a ladder match. Like, these three going at it would be pretty fucking dope. I think you guys would agree. But uh, some shit happens when Angelico gets a little too close to the announce table and him and Jack Evans start brawling. When Angelico gets the best of that brawl, Taya comes out and starts fucking hitting him which brings out Son of Havoc to save his friend. So this just kind of leaves Phoenix and Nightclaw in the match, and they're both climbing the ladder towards the championship. But as they're both at the top, Katrina teleports in and knocks over the ladder. Now, who is she helping? Is she helping Phoenix, who she's had this little relationship with here, or is she trying to fuck Phoenix over? Well, she sets up the ladder... Nightclaw climbs the ladder, grabs the belt, and then celebrates with Katrina in the ring because she is his new creature of the night, Nightclaw. Now that's it for the matches, but, you know, the show never ends with the last match. Or, I mean, it does, but, you know, like...
1: That's sometimes it does.
3: The time. So now here's the fucked up shit that's going to hook you to the next episode. So um, we open on a fucking cave here. Uh, Drago's following Cabernario's trail into the cave. Remember, this man is a caveman. He snoops around. He finds cave paintings. The crazy shit is a lot of the paintings are of Lucha Underground stars, including Drago and Aerostar. Near a stack of dead animal skins, he finds Aerostar's bloody chest piece with a fucking light up thing in the middle. And the light's all cracked and busted. That is his time travel device, sirs. And he's really fucking concerned for his friend. He stands shocked, holding this bloody chest piece in his hands. And then, bam, fucking caveman club to the head. Black. Then, we're back at the hospital. Mudo's talking to Vamp telling him how he has to unleash the beast inside of him, something he knows all too well. The nurse tells him visiting time's over, so Muto gets up to leave, and uh, as he leaves, he looks over his shoulder, and he says, he's coming for you, you know. And Vampiro says, yeah, I know. And the last shot we see of the episode is Pentagon Dark standing outside of the hospital under a street lamp with a barbed wire bat in his hand. Boom! Episode over. That is Lucha Underground Beyond the Darkness. Vote Casey. Sup?
0: <laughs> that was a that was a little little dark.
2: Other than okay. the Dan Chocodino stuff. Yeah, I'm a I'm a dark person. What can I say? I'm concerned for Aerostar. Yeah, wait. You you you
0: killed off some people. You
2: you
3: Maybe. have some
0: some bodies. Maybe.
3: I don't know. Dragon could survive. Aerostar might be lost in time and need to be saved somehow. Because, okay, if a caveman fucked him up and stole his time travel device and came to our times, I Aerostar might not be dead. He might just be trapped in the prehistoric era.
2: Is that what you did? You were like, I want Aerostar, and you're trying to think of the worst thing that you could do, so you stuck him with dinosaurs? No. Um, I actually
3: just wanted an excuse to say I had to shoot fucking time-traveling caveman. So I need it to use the time traveler that we had. Otherwise people just be, oh, that's a that's a fucking guy pretending to be a caveman. No, he's a shoot caveman.
0: Well maybe Aerostar can come back from the past with like, I don't know, a Luchasaurus or something. Possibly. Possibly. Maybe he'll have one of those fucking
3: Flintstone cars and run him over like when Jerry Lawler got run over by Eddie Gilbert that one time. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, no, I'll just jump on the
2: car and slap the hood. And then
3: he just got fucking plowed
2: into and killed. They weren't, yeah, the guy, uh, Eddie Gilbert, was like, I've never driven a car before in my whole life. Let's do this.
3: Yeah, and Lawler's like, I, I'm a stunt man at 900 years old. I'll just jump over and slap the hood. Bam, smacks into his legs. Same exact thing that happened to Piper at uh, the backlot brawl.
2: Well, those two pedals are tricky anyways. That was a fun episode.
0: Yeah, I, I that you're next. Yeah, I agree. I actually, um, actually enjoyed listening to that. That was kind of fun. Thank you. I hope Mostly because listen. you had a bunch of guys that I like. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Dick. All right, Byron. Um, <laughs> as soon as you stop choking on your own tongue,
2: I just spit out what just happened in my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can read so all the way
1: s- in the
0: other room. What can I say? <laughs> all he say, that's what he says to, to all, back, all right? his boyfriends right <laughs> Byron really liked that uh, Dino segment after all I think I think that he just got fucked by the ghost
2: <laughs> it's it's a spooky ghost
1: so,
2: I don't even understand what he just did is that a guest really, star for your, your right, episode Kelly, you want to read
1: meow, 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 Kelly, meow, you want to meow, meow, read it
3: meow. this is called Lucha Underground meow <laughs> Kelly can't read. that's
0: silly Billy can't read. You're funny. Uh, You're I have funny. to wear this. I do whatever you want. All right. So let me uh, recap real quick where we're at with this schmuck over here, Byron, um, who is not using that name. I don't think he's not. No, using that was friend. a complete. That joke. was a. I was a joke. I just wrote it down. I write down jokes like this. Also says NWA West Hollywood champion. When everyone knows clearly, it's Toluca
2: Lake. That's just a joke. People. The Toluca Lake champ. Right. Aren't so they the same thing.
0: Byron's squad right now is Matanza Cueto, Ramuertes, <coughs> Rey Mysterio, Prince Puma, Mac Daga, Eva uh What does that say? Oh, Mariposa. I'm reading them backwards. Uh, Mariposa, Cobra Moon. Great call. Um, Naito, Page, Kota Ibushi. Yeah. Special attraction. Some schmuck, Ginger that we've never I, heard I'm of
2: yes. yet.
0: And then uh, Byron's supplemental picks. I don't know if you can see those down there. Yeah. So he got the uh, the new worldwide underground guy. Exactly. He got Chavito. Woo, Tavari. Wow, you did not fare well in the supplemental draft, did you? You got sure as fuck didn't. We <laughs> got Checkers, Bengala, uh, Joey Ryan, which is solid, and Arjenis.
2: Yeah.
1: Wow.
0: Joey Ryan's dick's going to have to make up for the rest of those picks. It's funny
3: because
1: <laughs> your supplemental looks like Casey's
0: first round. It does. Oh, come it on. Oh, did I say that? I'm so the sorry. Thing is, I, I didn't like have a choice in a supplemental. Bookers right now is what
3: I feel. Jesus Christ. Just saying. Uh, just saying. It's not that they're really...
0: Done? Is that you, Dorian? <laughs> <laughs> they're just a little bit in the middle of the car. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. All right, Byron. Before you hack up another lung, yeah. uh, introduce us to your episode and
2: show us what you got. All right, here goes. Here goes nothing. <coughs> Sorry. Oh, God. I, you shouldn't have come here, Casey. I'm not well. All right. So my show is called Lucha Underground: Fight Under Conflict. Conflict is spelled with a K. Fuck. <laughs>
3: You gotta tell the network if you wanna and, say fuck.
2: And uh, I got a little theme song. Oh shit. Hold on. Uh Hold on. I was trying to cue this up earlier, but Casey was at my door. This is like an episode of TNA, man. You're live. You can't be like going off the air
0: and fucking it all up. What's going on, dude?
3: We can give him the TNA music. Adrenaline yeah. rush, adrenaline rush. Adrenaline rush, adrenaline rush. That's like the last
2: time I watched TNA. I'm sorry. All right, let's see if this will play. Here's uh, here's some of the theme song.
3: And it's raining, man. Hallelujah,
1: it's raining.
2: Whatever. Anyways, that would have gone smoother if Casey didn't knock on my door when I was setting it up. Posted. Sorry, you guys aren't clear about meeting places. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You could, you could start voting for me right now, by the way, if you want. It's gonna be awesome when we realize. Under, that... Lucha underground fight under conflict. Lucha, fuck. It's, fuck. All right, here we go. So we're gonna, we're starting with our the first uh, out of ring vignette. Uh, I think you just have to do this with my roster. Rey Mysterio and Puma meet for the first time since Ultima Lucha... Dose, And, um, you know, they're all pretty badass. Ray congratulating Puma for, you know, fighting really hard and giving him a little bit of respect, but he's also unintentionally being a little condescending to him about saying, hey, you did a good job, even though he lost. And uh, Puma's pride kind of gets in the way, and they begin to uh, go at it and they're butting heads, they begin to brawl, and then the Mac and Daga are nearby, and they uh, run in and break it up um, because there's a fight, and then enter the general manager, special attraction, Byron Fever, comes in wearing his belt because he's the champ, and that's what champs do, and he, ad- and he addresses the situation, he fakes putting them in a tag match, players. but then he sets Ray and... Huh? Holla. Holla, holla, whatever (laughs) they do. And so then he sets Ray and Puma up for a rematch next week. And they're happy with that, but as they walk off their separate ways, Mac and Daga are eyeballing the champ's belt and... The the general manager champ, Byron Fever, notices this. So he tells them that they get to fight right now, and the winner of that fight gets to get a title shot later. And so that match has to finish in the ring, but it starts right now. And then they start fighting, and they brawl out to the ring from backstage. It's pretty much what you would expect from Mac and Daga, if you saw Daga outside Lucha Underground or the last, um, the last match he had with them, uh, it's hard hitting, lots of high spots, lots of just really stiff work, and then, um, and then what happens? They have this big uh, double hit, double sort of knockout. They're doing the ten count, and in the middle of this, Naito in his suit, looking badass and pimp, walks to the ring. Everyone's freaking out. Naito grabs some chairs under the ring, just tosses them in. He loiters over to the announce table, fist bumps Vampiro, but leaves Stryker hanging because, obviously. And then he steals a seat from a fan in the VIP section and watches the rest of the match. And while he's doing that, Stryker also notices that Paige is sitting in the VIP section somewhere in the back, but nothing much about that. And then... Um, so that happens, and then uh, the guys get up. They finish their match. Mac's going to go over. He's going to win and leave the ring. Um, as the ref, Justin, walks out of the ring, Naito slaps him in the face because it's Justin and fuck Justin, the ref. And, uh, and then uh, N- uh, Daga gets up, and he's pissed off because he lost, and Naito was around and was fucking around. And so then Nido gets in the ring and uh, does the whole Los Ingo Bernables stuff. Um, he jokes around asking Melissa where the bar went because there isn't a bar outside anymore. And then uh is pissed off, tries to jump on him, but Naito uh, fights back, hits the Destino, his finish, uh, does the tranquilo thing, and then throws the mic into the stands because he doesn't give a fuck, and then does the pose in front of Daga's uh, prone body uh, you know the usual stuff uh, Striker's pissed, still pissed he didn't get fist bumped and now he has to go and grab the mic from the fan the Lucha Underground production crew has been stretched thin over the three shows so they don't have a PA to go get the microphone and some guy keeps yelling Lucha into it uh, and Vampiro just is having a great time um, so that's the first thing I'm pretty stoked about that um, and now we're backstage again Lise has shown up with her gear bag uh, a shadow an opposing shadow appears over her she turns around and there's a super quick back and forth um, sort of a karate whatever fight between her and this big guy turns out to be Mil Muertes but they come to a stalemate real quick And then it's just, they end at that stalemate. And then uh, the camera follows, notices a Cobra Moon has been sort of snooping on them from the shadows, and the camera follows Cobra Moon moving on from them to see General Manager Champion Byron Creaver welcoming Naito to the temple, uh, tries to unsuccessfully shake his hand, explains he assembled the hardest-hitting, high-flying Lucha roster to to deliver a brand of violence he calls Lucha Strong Style. Nado repeats Lucha Strong Style and then walks off laughing. Um, And general manager Byron Fever laughs as if he were also in on the joke and then yells for the new guy, new worldwide underground guy, runs in asking what his new boss wants and... Uh general manager Brian Fever gives him a toothbrush, tells him Matanza left something for him in his cage and to clean it up during his fight tonight.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, you gotta have that kind of humor, right? And so now we have now we're back to the ring for the next match. We got Chavo Guerrero, we got Delavar Davari drinking a fresh cup of piss. Ben Gala, we got our Henness in the ring and new Worldwide Underground guys walk into the ring from the backstage area with a toothbrush. He asks Melissa to hold it as he enters the ring and she just kinda drops it on the ground because obviously. Um, the, The men start fighting about a royal fight but then Melissa gets on the PA, tells them to stop. This isn't about a royal, it's a handicap match. These guys are confused they're wondering which one of these, which one of them is the unlucky sob that has to handicap fight everyone else in the ring, and then Mel Moritze rushes to the ring. Chavo bails; he just runs home. He's already in Mexico by the end of this match, uh, even though he's not actually from Mexico. And uh, and then the other four just get beat the fuck. Up, all sorts of carnage. Um, Mill knocks all of them out. He grabs the new guy tombstones him off the second rope and then rolls him under the ring with the rest of the garbage. Mil Moritas wins.
1: And the
3: fucking
2: sharks that live under the ring. That's fucking brutal. You got to feed the sharks. Um, Out of ring vignette number three. So now we switch backstage. Joey Ryan's hanging out doing his thing. He bumps into checkers and he goes, hey bud, have you seen Cobra Mood around here? I want her to charm my snake you know, type of highbrow shit you'd expect from Joey Ryan. It's a penis joke, by the way. <laughs> Checkers makes the international, I'm on in a bodysuit so I don't talk sign. And then <laughs> Joey scoffs and walks off before getting jumped by Cobra Moon and choked out on the dragon sleeper. And then um, Checkers ends up walking around the corner, finds Joey lying on the ground after being choked out, but notices that Joey's lollipop, since Joey's unconscious, has fallen back and got lodged in his windpipe. And then Checkers watches Joey Ryan suffocate to death.
1: Oh,
0: my God! You killed Joey? I didn't kill him. The lollipop
2: killed him. Something happened. And we'll never know, because Checkers can't talk. How do we know that? He's in a bodysuit. People in bodysuits can't talk. Everyone knows that. But checkers just, you know. So anyway. Let me introduce you to my friend Spider-Man, you piece of shit, but keep going. Spider-Man isn't real, son of a bitch. So now we're gearing up for the main event. And before this shit goes down, I got to cough again. (coughs) And I wish I had more coffee. From my, oh, I do.
0: It's a bit early for you've been day drinking this week, Byron. What's going on?
2: Uh, I'm not sleeping, and also I'm sick. So, oh,
0: gotcha. That makes sense. Well, because you you went to some weddings and did some partying over the past couple of weeks, right?
2: My brother got married this weekend. It was really awesome. Now um, he has Ebola. And I was I've, I've I've been up late editing. I'm almost I'm almost locked on my short film. Um, but almost, huh? I have some other stuff going on. And so I've, seen, really I've
0: seen, seen Casey's short film. It's pretty good, and it's already yeah. done, and it's out, and people have seen it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, it's easy to do, do stuff when other people do it for you. So. Okay, well, it's
3: also, uh, easy to make a short film when it's actually
2: short. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking Anyways. of
0: which, you got a main event, right? What's your main
2: event? So now we're back at the main event. Mac is in the ring. He has... Wrapped up body parts because he was in a fierce fight earlier and he's ready to take this belt off this dude, which is me, which is going to be a bit far fetched if he's able to do it. Not that believable. And then General Manager Byron Fever, the champ, walks to the ring and he has the mic and he's cutting the promo. He tells Mac that his NWA belt will be fought under old school NWA rules. I think you guys kind of know where we're going with this. Top rope um, disqualification? You, you can't throw anyone over the top rope.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: No moves off the top turnbuckle. That's just too dangerous. You need, you need to put on a good match without I any kind of disqualification. I that had already removed themselves from the NWA, but go ahead, Byron. And lastly, going with old NWA rules no minorities can fight for this title. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be white to wear lot. cowboy boots. Well, Noah's actually of the pretty land. into. I, I know, I know, I know but come on, go with me on this. I know you always said one. The
0: authenticity of this NWA title <laughs> is exquisite. <laughs>
2: Damn. And on that comment, the Mac gets pissed off as you would and just starts beating the fuck out of General Manager Byron Fever, just laying into him. And as he hulks over him with uh, general manager Byron Fever cowering in the corner, uh, he's screaming, hey, hey, you still have a title match. And Mac is confused. Matanza, with the Lucha Underground Championship, rushes the ring and starts beating the holy hell out of Mac. It's kind of a shortish sort of match because Mac is a little worn down, but he does uh, valiantly fight. I should right words I could pronounce (laughs) (laughs) and uh, he fights well and he comes back and he has a little bit of a chance but his injuries from earlier um, hinder him they put him in a handicap against someone who's already massively overpowered and wait does he hit at least one stunner that's all I want to know does he hit at least one stunner well, uh, he he hits a stunner but then his ribs hurt and he falls down crying. You gotta you gotta give the crowd what they want. Good And Good that's buddy. what Mac does. You know, he does all that crazy shit where he'll do a splash through a table, you know, at Lucha on at on ultimate luchados. Like he does he breaks out everything he can, but his high powered offense also hurts him since he's already hurt. And and so Matanza ends up hitting the Wrath of the Gods on the outside of the ring. Um which is fucked up Mm -hmm. Mac is just unable to move his back is now broken Matanza is not a reasonable man so he peels back the floor padding and then he hits his spinning backdrop uh, suplex except now it's a backdrop driver onto the concrete and Mac is as you would expect hurt really bad Mm -hmm. Um, Matanza's going nuts he's about to pick him up again But then Kota Ibushi rushes to the ring and hits that jumping corner top rope moonsault onto Matanza and Mac. And then he kind of drags and carries uh, Mac to safety a little bit. Um, He did land on Mac too, so he kind of also hurt him. But he stopped him from getting hurt more by Matanza. Um, That's happening. And then general manager, Byron Turk, gets back up in the ring and he starts gloating he just delivered a very chaotic uh, main event chaos lots of violence and at the end of the day anyone who tried to cross him, like Mac got the shit beat out of them he's pretty stoked and he's holding his title up high yelling now Lucha Underground finally has a world champion and then Matanza notices this flashy bit of gold being waved around and becomes fixated on it because as we all know Matanza loves two things in life the key and gold he's fixated on the lucha championship and now he wants what general manager Byron Fevers holding he backs he gets in the ring backs him into a corner but Vampiro runs in for the safe he grabs um, the NWA belt and throws it at Matanza and then Matanza leaves with both championship belts happy and satisfied. Uh, General Manager is a bit annoyed he lost his belt, but he goes to shake Vampiro's hand, happy for the save. Vampiro holds the hand um, after shaking it and pauses. Everyone wants to know what's going on. What's Vampiro doing? And then Vampiro does the Muda Throat Pose because he and Muda go back, and then he spits black mist all over General Manager Byron Fever's face. Byron uh, Fever grabs his face in agony and screams, black mist, that's the most deadly mist there is. Casey can vouch for that. Yeah, Casey and when can
0: you vouch use for white it? mist like Byron, the black mist is even worse. Of course no. Casey can vouch for it, because Casey actually has great Muda on his roster.
2: But Vampiro <laughs> has ties to Muda. He learned from Muda. I understand and he does he does the fucking muda pose he learned and and ripped off some of his stuff they teamed together in WCW and, and he learned from him in Japan and stuff
0: it's great stuff by the way in WCW
2: yeah and uh, and so then vampiro starts doing his satanic convulsions the lights flicker smoke rises from under the ring because we haven't actually used those gimmicks since season one and then Paige enters from ringside with lighter fluid on one hand and her wooden chair from the other because there's one of chairs in the VIP section she gets she walks up to the guys she screams exposing that she has sharp vampire teeth and then starts biting away at the forehead of general manager Byron Fever just just opening him up big time blood everywhere And Vampiro's nodding in approval. And then Paige sets up the chair, douses it in lighter fluid, and then Vampiro lights it on fire. Paige picks up, um, picks uh, Jonah Manager Byron Fever up for the Cradle DDT, um, which is Conan's old finish. And uh, that's a little shout-out to Conan from his super best friend Vampiro. Vampiro throws up the Cerro Miedo sign, because now he has a new student, and on the on the Mieto page, drops general manager Boundary Fever head first onto the flaming chair, and he rolls around on fire and busted wide open, screaming in pain.
3: It's funny because I have the um, the person that owns the trademark
2: to Cerro Mieto on my show. I know that was a little, but that, that was something I was trying to think about. But I'm not going in like legal real life stuff. I'm going in kayfabe and vampirio taught. Pentagon so now he has a new student and uh, and then uh, up in the rafters Evelise appears in her full Huntress getup. appears stalking Paige. Paige makes eye contact and Vampiro g- stands behind Paige shoulder to shoulder sort of seconding her and then from behind the shadows Mil suited and booted eyes as red as Lisa's hair stands behind her backing her up. And then Paige, in the standoff, Page kneels over, licks up, some of the blood, and spits a red mist towards the rafters as Vampiro poses. The mat and chair rubble behind them continue the burn. Lights out. Fade to black. End episode.
0: Wait, so you, t- you turned Paige into Pentagon, basically.
2: Page is a vampire, she's not a ninja skeleton.
0: okay. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification. Makes perfect sense now. i I totally got that wrong and then the spit Well then why would she spit the blood out? Wouldn't she want to eat it?
1: hmm
2: Well she already had some. She's but she's oh. posturing towards Evilise. She's full, basically. She does have that little belly thing going on there, so I could see how she was full. Jesus. Paige? Just saying. Just saying. All right. You can't expect her to stay in shape when they keep drug testing her.
0: Wow, wow, that's oh, this true. This chair is dope. Oh, The <laughs> contract was the best thing I ever signed. Casey's got a chair with a back. <laughs> it's a great chair. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if I like Casey's new contract, man. Thank God he wasn't in the right place because I got the catering to uh, service to take it back. <laughs> <gasps> <gasps> So Look, there's my, it's fine if you put it in your contract, but you have to actually be where the contract specifies to get the freaking catering, Casey. Fuck, where's my quiche? My quiche Lorraine. Fuck. All right, well, that's there's Byron, you guys. I'm going to try to fly through mine. I'm actually going to read mine. I have an actual script. I'm just going to read it, and hopefully it'll go super fast because it's a dope episode. <laughs> I think. Um so you guys, uh, we haven't put the poll up yet. We'll put it up as soon as the show's over here, and you guys can uh, vote for uh, me or Casey. Because obviously, after that, you won't vote for
2: Byron. But you know, maybe if you want, to I vote had the so best people. one, and everyone knows it. I You've like even on
3: builds you your girlfriend's favorite wrestlers, so even she won't vote for you. What? You killed off Willie Mac, so you. I didn't kill him
0: off. Basically, did. No, I'm set. Oh, well, here's the thing. Look, he's holding the NWA title. You can't expect the brother to get over.
2: No, it's, no, it doesn't exist anymore. I just got rid of my character on my show, and then Matanza now has two belts.
0: Well, I, I get that. You just, you just gave your, your belt some prestige. I think that's what you were trying to do. What? Anyway, so here was my roster, just to quickly recap of what I'm working with here. Um, let's see. I got Johnny Mundo, Tejano... Uh, Marty the Moth, Martinez, Killshot, AR Fox, (laughs) Paul London, uh, Sexy Star, Lotus, Melissa Santos, Kevin Cross, EC3, Psycho Clown, Ultimo Panda. Uh, Then in the supplemental draft, I got Sinestro, Famous B, Vinny Massaro, uh, Pimpinella, PJ Black, King Cuerno, Sammy Callahan, and just added today, Dragon Azteca Jr., who I didn't write into my episode, but maybe I can squeeze him in somewhere. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, glad to have him, though, because uh going to need someone to fight next week after this shit.
3: Yeah, you know, I, I did have a place I could have shoehorned him into, but I just said that I didn't since the heels didn't give him to me anyway. I didn't right. want Urban to feel like he won.
0: <laughs> you just didn't want to give him the satisfaction. No, fine. Yeah. I didn't need him. I didn't need him at all. Um... All right. So my show is called Lucha Underground SLX. That's Subterráneo Lucha Extremo, which pretty much means uh, underground fighting extreme.
2: You spell all your words wrong. That's dumb.
0: I spell them in in Spinglish.
2: It checks Spenglish.
0: out, Byron. Fuck you. Overrated movie. It's not you know Latino speaking English. It's it's gringo speaking Spanish. So it's Spinglish. Or gring, Gringlish?
3: Is it Gringlish? Gringo? You would know. Of course, and if you do, if you're not down with
0: that, I got one word for you: Chupalo. Chupalo. <laughs> you are so smangry. Hashtag that was
2: smangry. Chupalo was the the bet, like the most um, Spanish we learned in high school. That's once the we word you guys got. Once we got that word, we were we were good. That that was all. You
0: know, I want to point spots. out, but before are I read spots. this, I don't know if you can see this, but I actually, at times, try to write Dario's Lisp, like where it says, huh. "Yeah, <laughs> yes, <"Yeah, Melissa." laughs> That's funny. You know, it's going to be. I read it that way, though. I can't. I can't. I can't even do the Lisp partially as good as Dario.
2: It's going to be interesting to see if any of us actually keeps Vampiro as an announcer.
0: Uh, well, I did not, so, uh, (laughs) (laughs) and we'll get right into that, so, here, without further ado, Lucha Underground, SLX, first episode, which might run a little bit longer than an hour, we'll see. Not my reading of it, but in reality, because I booked more than three matches, I had to. Um, interior, Dario's office. Uh, Dario sits behind his desk, beaming with an uncharacteristic smile as he strokes the head of his red bull. We pull back and reveal Melissa Santos is sitting across from him. Melissa says, I really appreciate everything you've done for us, Dario, other than the occasional creepy perv hanging off of me, being constantly interrupted by Famous B, or being scared to death by Pentagon. This has been the best job I've ever had. And then Dario, with his patented lisp, uh, "Yeth, Melissa, I can't do it. I try to take care of my own. She says, well, that's why I'm here. You always said if Maricela needed anything, I should come to you first. And Dario says, Is it money again? You've already gotten a raise this year. Well, no. Next week is Maricela's birthday, and she wants to see her father for her quinceañera. Dario says, No. I cannot agree to this. This is no place for a child. Her father would not want to see her here. Melissa argues, She's not a child anymore, El Jefe. This is the day she becomes a woman. Dario pauses and thinks for a minute and says in typical Dario fashion I will grant grant <laughs> I, I will grant he doesn't say that now I he's will grant and talks like Elmer Fudd <laughs> I will grant your one request with her um, And she says thank you hefe she'll be so happy and Dario says not so fast I will grant her this unique opportunity on one condition. For her to enter my temple, there must be a sacrifice made. Tonight, you will face Black Lotus in a temple sacrifice match. Whichever one of you makes the first offering of blood to the Aztec gods may make one request of me. If this is the request you wish, then you will have it, if you win. Cut straight to Stryker and Vamp... And then Stryker says, Vamp, tonight we have a special attraction kicking off the very first edition of Lucha Underground SLX. Earlier today, Dario Cueto granted our own Melissa Santos an Aztec sacrifice match at her request. And Vamp says, that's right, brother, because Vamp always says brother, right? All we know is that Melissa is going to step into the ring to face Lotus, and the first woman to make a blood sacrifice to the Aztec gods will receive some type of unique opportunity. And since Melissa is in our next match, Dario has asked that I take over her job as the ring announcer on SLX. So you're going to have to find somebody else to call these matches with you, Striker. I'm out of here and good riddance. <laughs> uh, Vamp drops his headset, and he sits in Melissa's normal spot next to the ring bell. Then all of a sudden, the four two three Get Fame music drops, and Famous B comes to the commentary position with Striker. So yeah, I took Vamp off of the announce position too. <laughs> Famous B, well, Matt, you've been wallowing in obscurity for decades, so now I thought it was time for you to get the rub. I'm here to make you famous, brother. And then striker says, doesn't quite have the same ring when you say brother. But let's go to the ring for our first lucha. Vamp now in the ring. All right, you bloodthirsty believers, you're going to love this next match, brother. By order of Dario Cueto, the jefe himself, we are having a temple sacrifice match right now. The first warrior to sacrifice blood of their, of their opponent to the gods wins one request from Dario. Introducing first from Hong Kong, she is the Black Lotus. Lotus enters the ring, grabs the mic from Vamp, who almost gives her a backhand slap as she points and mouths watch it off mic. You know what I want, Dario. It's not to please these simple-minded believers of yours anymore. I want vengeance, Cueto. I want them all dead, and I'll be happy to start by sacrificing your beautiful, pretty princess, Melissa. Lotus drops the mic, and Vance ha- Vamp has trouble bending over to pick it up. Because <laughs> I'm trying to keep it real. Um, Vamp. And introducing from Los Angeles, California, the voice of the temple in Lucha Underground, La Nina, Melissa Santos. <laughs> Melissa comes from the top of the temple in gold and black ring attire. Ooh, hey now. As she gets to the bottom of the stairs, Lotus jumps (laughs) out of the hard camera side of the ring, grabs a wooden chair, rounds the ring towards Melissa, and throws the chair at her. Melissa barely blocks it. Rick Knox runs over to admonish Lotus that the match hasn't even started yet. Dario sticks his head out of the office with a mic and yells at Knox, let him fight. The gods want their blood. Ring the bell, ring the bell. Knox points over at Vampiro, and Vamp grabs the hammer from the ring assistant and rings the bell himself. Because, you know, Vamp's a solid player like that. Uh, Melissa picks up the chair that Lotus threw and swings it at her, cracking her on the knees. Melissa puts the boots to her right in front of the bleacher crowd and turns to them for a big pop. While she's celebrating, Lotus punches her in the back. Um, then uh, Lotus gets to her feet and delivers an insegurity to the back of Melissa's head. Love it. Lotus drags Melissa all over the temple, beating her into the face, into the walls, the water cooler, announce position, all that fun stuff. It's pretty much a, a Shane Douglas match at this point. Um... Lotus is pretty much destroying her. They briefly hit the ring and Lotus misses a Lariat when Melissa busts kind of her matrix move. Then Melissa hits a Hurricane Rana. Yes, a Hurricane Rana. She can do that. But after a two count, Lotus reverses out and rolls Melissa into an SDF type dragon choke and Melissa taps. Melissa taps. <laughs> Vamp starts to go for the microphone and call a winner, but then Dario busts his head out of the office again. <laughs> Dario screams, the match is not over. The gods demand a blood sacrifice. Restart the match. Melissa gets back up slowly, and Lotus continues pummeling her. She throws Melissa out of the ring. As Melissa staggers to her feet next to Vampiro, Lotus climbs to the top rope, crowd in awe, of course, chanting, SLX, SLX. As Lotus dives, Melissa pushes Vampiro into the way. Lotus and Vamp crash to the floor. Melissa grabs the ring bell and starts doming Lotus in the face repeatedly in a blackout rage as she screams. Vamp pulls Melissa away to calm her down while Lotus blades, in parentheses. Um, Rick Knox checks on Lotus, who is wearing the crimson mask. Rick Knox says, the match is over, the match is over. As Vamp goes for the mic to announce the winner, Lotus attacks Melissa, slams her face into the announce table. Famous B totally pops. Vamp pulls Lotus off of Melissa, and Melissa slaps the taste out of Lotus. Melissa rolls Lotus into the ring and starts kicking her some more. Lotus tries to crawl to the apron to get away, but Melissa grabs her feet and drags her back in. Lotus rolls over, and Melissa picks up her legs onto her shoulders. Melissa screams, here's your sacrifice, Dario. Melissa hits the Styles Clash on Lotus, then rubs her bloody face right into the Aztec logo on the center of the mat. Mm -hmm. Rick Knox raises her hand. Vamp grabs the mic. Your winner, La Nina, Melissa Santos. Dario comes out of his office clapping and says, see, this is the kind of violence my temple loves. So what do you want for your request? Melissa says, you know what I want. I want you to make Maricela happy. Dario says, you got it. I always love a party. Does my temple want a party? And then the crowd goes wild and starts screaming SLX. Yay. No. And then Dario says, tonight we celebrate. When the gods are happy, there must be gold. And since there is no champion for Sexy Star to face with her Gift of the Gods spelled <laughs> on SLX, instead she will have to defend it tonight in a Gift of the Gods elimination match against the medal winners of the party matches I have planned for you tonight. Let Maricela see what her fighting idol can do tonight. Dario starts to leave and then turns back. Oh, and Melissa, since you have brought an unprecedented amount of violence to my temple tonight, you will receive the first medal. So he flips an Aztec medallion to Melissa in the ring, and she holds it up high. Big pop, commercial break. And of course, during the commercial break, we go to Luchador of the Week, Johnny Mundo, demonstrating his one-finger push-ups for AutoZone. He's his two. Well, I mean, one on each hand. (laughs) Hey, he's improving. All right, all right. He's improving. And then, of course, uh, the El Rey Network advertises a trancers marathon from the genius mind of Charlie Band, the man who brought you Puppet Master's movies. Uh, So they're going to be marathoning trancers one through six, because six is the best one, in case you guys didn't know. Um, Then we come back in Dario's office. There's a whole gang of wrestlers sitting there. Yeah, I wrote commercials too, Casey. You're looking at me like, what's wrong with writing commercials?
3: Uh, I'm sorry, Josh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I went last, because Josh will get to this like three weeks from now. It'll be fine. Um, a group of wrestlers sitting in Dario's office. Welcome, gentlemen. Your general manager, that's me says that you are just the man I need to bring more violence to my temple. You see, I have a certain kind of taste in the fights that we have here. The camera cuts to the three men sitting in the chairs. They are EC3, AR Fox, and Sammy Callahan. EC3 says, the only thing you'll have a taste for when I'm done for is the smell of victory. Ethan Trace is here for gold. That's right, new name, Ethan Trace. Dario says, good, good, because tonight you will have your way. AR Fox interrupts. Listen, Jefe, or whatever they call you, I'm only here because I was told this is the most violent place on the West Coast where I can ply my trade, if you know what I'm saying. Just sign my checks and tell me who to break in half. And Dario says, Well, yes, Mr. Fox, that is the way it works here, and tonight you will both get your wish in an Aztec Medallion Trios match. And Sammy Callahan says, You can't break them in half, AR, if they're already dead. And AR Fox says, Don't get in my way, death machine. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Because nobody likes when... Airfox Fox is angry. And Sammy says, I don't like you now. <laughs> he has an attitude. Yeah, he totally has an attitude. And EC3 says, look, Dario, I don't know what kind of ship you're floating or driving or whatever here, but just get me, point me in the general direction of any kind of belt and I'll be on my way. So Dario says, if you want gold in my temple, the three of you have to find a way to work together against three of the most violent and twisted luchadors we have here. If you win, each of you will receive an Aztec medallion for tonight's Gift of the God championship. Now, please leave my office. I have a party to plan. And then Dario starts drinking heavily. Vampiro in the ring. The following lucha is scheduled for one fall and is an Aztec medallion trios match. Introducing first in their temple debuts the team of Ethan Trace, Death Machine, and AR Fox. And making their way to the ring now, their opponents, Killshot, Marty the Moth Martinez, and Tejano. Oh, Tejano's good. Tejano.
2: I just like to say Tejano. I, I thought you were waiting for the imagined cheers of the female lucha I can fans hear, to I die can, down. I can hear the Sexano section chanting for him right now. No, you've got
0: to
3: say Tejano a bunch of times in the beginning because he never wins, so you don't hear it at the end of the match. <laughs>
0: so true. So, so sadly, sadly true. At least not in
2: Lucha Underground. Um, he should win more in Lucha.
0: Then we get a little Famous B and Strike on commentary. <laughs> Famous B says, I heard about this brother AR Fox from my homies on the East Coast. This dude puts in work with Crazy High Flying, but he ain't no luchador. He gets off on the sixth death match kind of shit, too which is obviously true from his CZW days. And then Stryker says, Well, Sammy Callahan is no stranger to violence either, having rightfully earned the moniker of Death Machine. Seems like they will both fit in great here. Their opponent, Ethan Tra- or their uh, teammate, Ethan Trace, however, has been in several other so-called big promotions, but somehow the blue chipper just hasn't broken through yet. I'm sure he has his sights set high here in Lucha Underground SLX. Because that's probably exactly what Stryker would say. Um, not a lot I'm going to just s- skip through the match stuff here pretty standard match until we get to a spot where uh, Ethan EC3 or Ethan Trace whips death machine into a cannonball onto Tejano on the chairs because I just really want to see that um, and then AR Fox hits a crazy top rope flippy splashy thingy on the floor <laughs> is flippy splashy thing a technical move mm-hmm. is there a swimming pool <laughs> yeah exactly Um, and then, uh, the new guys win. So, yeah, just like Casey said, Tejano doesn't win, but it's a good match. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor Tejano. So, the guys are standing in the ring, and they're holding their medals, and then EC3 goes under the ring and pulls out two canvas bags that are tied at the top, comes back with them, and he looks at the bags, and then he looks at the medals, and he kind of hands them over to AR Fox and Death Machine, and, uh... They untie the bags and look in them. Then they both look at each other. Then they look at EC3 and they just say, deal. They hand EC3 their medals. EC3 walks out. Then Sammy goes and gets a table and sets it up. He opens up his bag and dumps thumbtacks all over the table. AR Fox opens up his bag, dumps thumbtacks all over the ring. And in the ring, AR grabs Marty, slams him onto the tacks. The whole crowd is just like, oh, oh, oh. It's totally violent. Completely disgusting. Then on the apron, Sammy grabs Killshot, suplexes him into the tax on the table. Back in the ring, A.R. Fox, for no reason at all, climbs to the top rope, hits a splash on Marty that puts almost as many tax in himself as it does in Marty. And Sammy grabs the microphone and says, there's your violence, Dario. And A.R. grabs the microphone from Sammy. And A.R. says, now pay me. They drop the microphone and leave. Commercial. Sorry, random violence. I love it. Um,
2: during this commercial
0: break uh, Casey has a fan made commercial Full of ninjas for Michael Dudikoff Starring in American Ninja <laughs> <laughs>
3: Those are my dope ninja moves right there Byron he fucking missed it I, I was watching
2: oh,
0: okay good it would have been your fan commercial, but we all know that Casey's fan commercial is going to get done like three years before yours does. So I'll I'm making a real
2: movie. Like, you know what I mean? And it
3: would be thirty minutes long.
2: Oh! I, I trimmed. So far, we've trimmed it to closer to twenty. Good, nice work.
0: All right, exterior, Lucha Underground parking lot. In the parking lot, a limo pulls up, and cigar what? smoke rolls out of the window. Councilman Delgado gets out as he is still looking inside, talking to the person inside. Yes, sir, I'm sure this will help bring all those things to pass. Delgado closes the door and turns to EC3 standing there. EC3 says, I got what you wanted. Here's your Aztec medallion. Delgado hands EC3 a briefcase. EC3 opens it, but we only see a golden glow emanating from it. Because, you know, it's Rodriguez's network. Mm -hmm. So you gotta do that, right? Um... And Delgado says, not bad. I don't see why you had so many problems with your former employers. But delete the past from your memory. You work for him now. I'm sure you won't let us down. <laughs> in case he just shakes his head at that. EC3 says, with this in hand, I think I've got a feeling that everything is looking up or maybe down. EC3 walks away. Councilman Delgado hands over the Aztec medal Med- medallion inside the window to the cigar-smoking man, who we still can't see. Inside the limo, we get an over-the-shoulder shot of a man dressed all in black that kind of obscures the cigar-smoking man's face except for <laughs> the cigar in his hand with the medallion. And then the cigar-smoking man just says, Tick-tock. cigar-smoking man hands the medal over to the man in black, and the man in black says, I think it's time for them to pay the toll. Fuck yeah, Ultimo Panda! Boom! Yeah. Oh, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Then we cut to the temple doors right at the side of the temple and Melissa welcomes Maricela who has kind of blondish hair. Pretty pretty girl, young. Um, Maricela says, I can't believe he said yes, this is going to be great. And Melissa says, are you sure you want to do this? The temple might not be what you think it is. And Maricela says, but it's where I belong now. And Melissa says, all right, girl, then let's do this. Time to party. Yay, party. Commercial break. Didn't write any commercials that time. In Dario's office... In Dario's office, there's a group of luchadors now sitting there. Uh, Pimpinella, Sinestro, PJ Black, Ultimo Pando, uh, Paul London, Psycho Clown, and we'll, uh, we'll throw Daga in there just for... <laughs> or Dragon Azteca. Yeah, that's who I got, right? Yeah, you can't Dragon throw Azteca. Daga
3: in there. You got Daga. Yeah, Daga's
0: busy on Dragon a real Azteca. show. The other D, the other D. Um, Throw some dick in there. Dario says, tonight, gentlemen, we are throwing a party for a very special young lady. London says, yeah, a party. I'll bring the party favors. Dario says, no, Mr. London, we will not be needing those kind of party favors. Then Psycho Clown pulls out a bag of weapons, and then Dario says, no, my psychotic friend, we will not be needing those kind of party favors either. Then the panda pulls out a bamboo stalk and starts eating it, and PJ Black holds up an adult store bag full of sex toys. And Dario says, No, we don't need bamboo or your perverted toys either. Then the panda drops the bamboo and PJ drops the bag and they both shrug. Did PJ Black seriously just try to bring dildos to a child's birthday party? Yeah, he just tried to bring a bag of dicks. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know why. I no like to- one of his preview vignettes when he first came in already, so it's all good.
0: You, you talking about those preview vignettes is totally why I did that. Uh, <laughs> Dario says, No, tonight you will all get a special opportunity for Maricela's quinceañera. Tonight, all, of, all you gentlemen have to do is play some fun games. So go out there and enjoy yourselves. Now get out of my office. As they are leaving, Psycho Clown throws a big bag over his shoulder and almost knocks the Red Bull off of Dario's desk. But he catches it as it falls. As he sets it back on the desk, he looks up and Dario sees Vinnie Massaro is standing there with his hair slicked back in a sharkskin suit. Vinnie says, how am I supposed to make a line on this crazy thing? Can't you ever have a normal match anymore? These believers throw around money and stuff, but they don't know what the odds are. How am I supposed to take action on a unique opportunity when I don't know what the odds are? <laughs> and Dario says, do we have a problem, Vincenzo? Vinny says, yeah, I got a problem. I'm trying to run the book here. It's a goddamn underground fighting club, right? What's the point of underground fighting if you're not taking the right action at the book? Dario says, Ah, but Mr. Massaro, I think you missed the point. I let you run the book, as you say, not because I care about the money it brings in. In fact, I like it better when we don't get the money. And Vinny says, What, what the hell are you talking about? Dario says, When they don't pay, what do you do, Mr. Massaro? Vinny says, I don't know, I go break a couple of fingers, maybe I smash your windshield or something. Basically, I just make your life more miserable, as miserable as possible until you pay up. And then I keep raising the vig. What's the vig? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I oughta. Uh Dario says, exactly. It's the violence that feeds my temple. Something I think you need a lesson in. So if you want to continue to run the book here at my temple, I think you're going to need to be a part of the next match. Back in the ring, the band is cranking. Melissa and Maricela are grabbing believers from the crowd and salsa dancing around the temple. And Vamp climbs into the ring and he says, Oh, brother, now this is a party. But keep it clean, you degenerates. This is Maricela's quinceañera temple party. So we're going to have some refreshments and play some games. The staff sets up a bunch of tables with cookies and punch. And then Vampiro's handed a piece of paper, and he says, All right, folks, apparently now it's time for the piñata. It says I'm supposed to read this to all the believers. The following is Maricela's special quinceanera piñata match. Inside this piñata are the remaining medals for the Gift of the Gods match. Any luchador holding a medal in ten minutes from now will get the Gift of the Gods title match tonight. Garbage cans filled with candy and piñata sticks are placed around the ring, as well as ladders and all sorts of other fun stuff, and the tables with refreshments. All the uh, the guys I just mentioned from the office are sent down to the ring. Dario opens his door, and Vinny Massaro is pushed out. As he stumbles, he turns around right into a trash can shot from PJ Black. Candy, confetti, and piñata sticks go flying everywhere. PJ picks up a piñata stick, and as soon as he tries to swing at Vinny, Sinestro grabs it from him and hits him in the balls because PJ Black deserves to get hit in the balls every now and then, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Casey! Casey
0: <laughs> On the other side of the ring, Psycho Clown lifts Paul London over his head and dumps him into another one of the trash cans. <laughs> when Paul falls out, he has candy and sugar cubes stuck to all, all over his face. He pulls one of the sugar cubes off, looks at it, and licks it. Then he smiles. Then he eats it. Then he starts scrambling to eat all of the sugar cubes in sight. And then he hulks up and slams Psycho Clown onto the trash can on the floor. Whoa. Vinny Massaro finally comes to. Pimpinella is standing right in front of him. Pimpy wants the crowd to, to pop, so she uh, comes over and starts dancing with Vinny. And Vinny is kind of taken aback and starts dancing and starts smiling and having a good t- time. Then she grabs him, and uh, the crowd pops with Pimpy's chants. Just as Vinny starts having a good time and smiling, Pimpy drops him. With a giant kiss right on the lips. Oh! Oh. Oh, Vinny, I think there might have been some tongue in there. Oh, that's hardcore. (laughs) That's hardcore. Uh, Referee Rick Knox leans over the trash cans and barfs into one. (laughs) Solid. (laughs) In the ring, Ultimo Pando and Sinestro are putting on a lucha (laughs) clinic. Because we told you, you guys should be watching these dudes. There's like Rana's and springboards everywhere. It's nuts. And, the, and, you know, if you haven't seen Ultimo Panda, it's like a full fucking costume, too. Oh, my God. That's how his do you fucking shit. body, dude. How do, you, <laughs> how do you fucking wrestle in that thing? I'm sorry. I mean, he's furry. He's furry. How do you wrestle with all that fur? Better. Um. <laughs> better. PJ Black slides in with a ladder. Ooh. And uh, the ladder trips the panda. Then PJ hits a springboard leg drop on the panda. He sets up the ladder, starts climbing with a stick. Pimpy slides into the ring, slips underneath PJ with her f- f- face right in the PJ crotch. Whole crowd pops for that, of course. PJ freaks out and jumps off, and he hands Pimpy his stick and says, Be my guest. <laughs> Pimpy starts climbing
2: while the are talking p- about
0: here? <laughs> Pimpy climbs the... Uh, Oh, Pimpy climbs the ladder while PJ sits on the top rope turnbuckle watching. Vinny climbs up and hits him in the back of the head. He's also on the top rope now. And uh, he gets ready to throw PJ down. Then he gets clocked in the head from the outside by Sinestro. Panda rolls into the ring, grabs Vinny and PJ in a double exploder-style suplex off the top rope into the ladders and knocks everyone down. Psycho Clown rolls in and starts running the ropes with Panda. Nice because you know you want to see that. It ends with another Rana right into the ladder on the side. PJ comes in, <laughs> hits psycho with a pinata stick, sets up the ladder, climbs, and busts open the pinata. But the Aztec medallions go flying everywhere. Vinny grabs one, Pimpinella grabs one, and Panda grabs one. Vinny bites his to check to see if the gold is real. And right then, Psycho Clown grabs Vinny's necktie, because he's wearing a full sharkskin suit here. Spins him around, grabs him by the necktie, and hits him with a, with a neck breaker. Um, busts his jaw, but he's still holding the metal. Panda takes his metal and starts to bite it just like Vinny did. And then, uh, as PJ rushes at him, he looks around. Panda looks everywhere. Panda swallows the metal. Nobody can figure out where the metal went. That's going to be one, hurt is, the one out. in his mouth. And then Panda does one of these. He shrugs. You have to shit that thing out, dude. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no one knows where it went. just kind of went back in that big furry mouth that is there. And then uh, Sinestro goes after Pimpinella, but then Pimpy licks that medal and puts it into the tights. Sinestro wants none of that. Pimpy kisses the panda, and they walk off together skipping. When none of the other guys can figure out how to get those medals, they all turn their attention back to Vinny, who's holding his jaw in one hand and his medal <laughs> in the other. Sinestro runs out and starts laying the boots in on Vinny who's on the outside now. Then uh, London joins in and starts hitting him with a pinata stick. And out of nowhere, Sinestro flies over the top rope and splashes all of them. Then PJ climbs a turnbuckle, does a front flip splash on the whole group. Everybody's laid out. Vinny kind of pulls himself up and lays down on the table. And then Psycho Clown does a front flip leg drop over the top rope crashes through the table. He pulls the medallion from Vinny's cold, dead hands (laughs) and runs up into the crowd with it. Bell rings as the believers hide Psycho Clown from Sinestro and PJ trying to get it, and Psycho Clown is your third and final winner. Vampiro announces your winners, Psycho Clown, Pimpinella, Escalada, and Ultimo Pando. Yay! Ultimo panda. I can't I, I would uh, every time. I would take that
3: fucking medallion away from you, psycho clown.
2: <laughs> you already, well, have can, you already have can, hide can, on can your, your side the of the promos. He, he he he's already him. trying to get in your show right now himself.
1: Who wouldn't?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Backstage, EC3 is in the locker room getting ready for his match, and Cuerno walks in. I booked Cuerno for you, Casey. All right. Cuerno All right. says, in his muffly, overdubbed voice, It's time for the hunt to begin. EC3 says, As long as it ain't me you're hunting. Ethan Trace, I should say. His, his new name, Ethan Trace. He flips him the extra Aztec medallion that he took from A.R. Fox. Here you go, pal. Just don't get in my way out there tonight. We won't have any issues. Quernel turns to walk away, and from behind the locker, Quernel gets super kicked right in the jaw and laid out. Johnny Mundo bends down and picks up the medallion. How about you don't get in my way, new guy? Ethan Trace stands up and gets right in Mundo's face, and they square off. It's tense. Ethan brushes his hands down his washboard abs. Then Mundo points and silently counts like 12 abs of his own. Ethan flexes his biceps in Morrison's face, and then Morrison hulks up and does a big giant Hulk squeeze.
3: Now Both I know guys, which
0: one
2: Byron's voting for. <laughs> this is a very interesting turn of events, uh, Justin.
0: Both guys continue to size each other up. Good thing Dino's on my roster. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Mundo turns and starts walking away. Then Johnny immediately turns and bitch-slaps Ethan Trace and lays him out cold on the ground next to Cuerno. Johnny reaches into Ethan's locker and takes the briefcase that he got from Delgado. Ooh. Money in the bank. Ooh. In the ring, Vamp is already introducing Sexy Star. Your gift of the gods, champion Sexy Star. Huge pop for Sexy. Huge pop for Sexy because that's what happens.
2: Well, oh, all right. You don't think she gets a huge pop? No, I, I, I'm confused. You may have explained it why there's a gift of the gods champion, but people are fighting for the medallions. Because he put them back into play. We, yeah. But we well, well, what,
1: well, what are
2: the medallions for? They're supposed to be for the belt.
0: Right. She's got the belt with nothing in it, but she still has the belt. That's the way it works on my show. Dario explained that earlier. Since there's no other champion on this show... She has to defend her belt in a new Gift of the Gods match. But, but everyone, I want, they all I got new medallions. I want the belt without the medallions in it. Well, here's the medallions that are coming back right now, Jackass. So, Sexy Star comes down and she puts the medallion belt into the display
2: holster. Oh, that makes and, sense. Then the
0: other luchadors come down and one by one they place their medallions in the belt. Melissa, Psycho Clown, Ultimo Panda, Pimpinella Escarlata, Johnny Mundo. Walk, oh, Johnny Mundo walks out to everyone's surprise because no one's seen what happened backstage. Um, everyone knows, though, that Ethan had three medals. Um, Ethan stumbles out with blood all over his lip and puts his medal in, furious at Johnny Mundo. Everyone's looking around for the final participant. Then the lights go out. The room fills with smoke because we don't have too many smoke machines at Lucha Underground, do we? Except no, Mundo has one every now and then, right? You got we,
2: Jack Evans. We don't use them enough.
0: Well... They smoke out the whole bleacher side this time.
3: Love yeah, Jack
0: it. Evans is a one-man smoke machine, but
3: he's yeah, on my
2: roster. I don't know if the bleacher section needs help getting smoked out. True. True that. <laughs> True. Anyway, talking. so the,
0: the lights go out, room fills with smoke, then there's a loud clock ticking sound that's heard. All of a sudden, a death, deafening clock tower <laughs> bell starts ringing, and a large figure in a black leather duster stands at the top of the temple stairs. Dang. He walks down through the fog. The spotlights hit him, and it's Kevin Cross.
2: Oh. Time Kevin to Cole. pay the toll. The man called Kevin Cross. The the man cross. Call um, cross. He pulls
0: the final medallion out of his pocket and places it in the belt, and the bell rings. Cross enters the ring, and Melissa, Sexy Star, Johnny, Ethan, Trey scramble out immediately. Pimpy slaps Cross. Then Ultimo Pando hits Cross with a running lariat. Cross no-sells both, of course. Panda tries again and is met with a roundhouse kick to the face. Pimpy tries to lariat and another slap. Then Kevin blows a kiss... Oh, then Pimpy blows a kiss to Kevin. And when that fails to disturb him at all, Kevin just grabs them, throws them to a vicious combination... or throws, starts throwing a vicious combination of Pancrase style slaps right in Pimpy's face. Then he grabs Pimpy and... Uh, Panda <laughs> double choke slams them both and holds them both down for the pin this is an elimination style gift of the gods like uh, not like the very first gift of the gods um, so he gets those two pins on the outside Melissa and the Sexy shake hands they shake hands and then they start chopping the shit out of each other <laughs> Uh, with Sexy getting the better of most of it. She does have more years of experience. And a boxing background. No, and she
3: does not have more years of
0: experience. And several underground fights on record. Pimpy's been wrestling since the like mid-80s, dude. No, yeah. no, no. I said uh, Sexy Star and Melissa. Oh, okay, yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. Yes, Sexy star is getting the better of Melissa, not Pimpy. Oh, no, no, okay. Pimpy just got pinned. Pimpy and Panda are out already. Oh. I know. Stinks. but hey, they got to the big, got to the big patch. Um, Ethan Trace starts going at it with Mundo on the floor because he's still pissed. Vamp uh, announces Pimpinella and Ultimo Panda have been eliminated. Psycho Clown and Kevin Cross are in the ring going at it with each other, strong style and running the ropes and hitting each other with forearms and roaring elbows left and right. Johnny and Ethan are tired of slapping each other so Johnny points into the ring at Cross and then they both decide to go in and try to take him out together with all three ganging up on Cross he starts slowing down eventually Ethan back trips Cross over Psycho Clown and Mundo hits the moonlight drive he starts to go for the pin and Ethan pulls him off Ethan and Johnny are now fighting and arguing with each other Psycho Clown tries to sneak the pin on Cross but Cross kicks out cuz he's had time to recover Sexy Star gets in the ring and tries to take on Cross with Psycho Clown Cross double clotheslines both of them, gives Sexy the worst of it, and they end up in opposite corners, Uh, Psycho Clown and Sexy. Cross runs back and forth, corner to corner, smashing them both with elbows. Oh, love it. Then he lifts Sexy Star up and throws her over the top ropes onto Ethan, Johnny, and Melissa. He grabs Psycho Clown and hits him with the Saito Slam! Uh, Psycho Clown immediately starts screaming in pain and holding his shoulder Senior ref Mario Elias jumps in to check him and throws up the X. See? You actually write that, Byron. You actually can write that in the script. What? Why would I?
2: Why does that what does that have to do with
0: me? I'm just saying, you know, Psycho Clown is hurt. He's legit hurt right now. Yeah. He's screaming, like screaming. When have you ever heard Psycho Clown screaming in pain? Um Last time he wrestled Pentagon Jr.
2: Yeah, so That's Marty true. That's true.
0: So Marty jumps in to try to uh, save Psycho Clown, throws up the X. Kevin runs the ropes and hits Marty Elias in the face with a boot. What? You heal. Then Kevin grabs Psycho Clown while he's still screaming and hits him with another Saito slam. Uh, Psycho Clown sounds like he's dying in the ring. Then the medics run out and can't get to the ring. Vamp grabs a microphone, stands on the apron. Vamp's pleading, pleading with Kevin Cross. Look, brother, I've been in the game a long time but this is one of our homies. He needs medical attention, so let us get in there. Kevin Cross snatches the mic out of Vamp's hand. I'm not like your little arm-breaking friend there, Ian. This is your damn doomsday. Everybody's doomsday. The end times are near. Let your doctors have him. I'm sure they'll have lots of fun pulling his C6 out of the back of his frickin' throat. Now, where is he? Where's your frickin' jefe? The toll man is here, and it's time for him to pay up. Dario sticks his head out of the office and screams, You can't be here. You know the ancient rules. You cannot cross the, te- the threshold of the temple. Cross says, That's right, little man. My kind can't enter your precious temple unless we have the invitation of the gods. And that little gold medallion over there was all the permission I needed. So now I have an invitation from the gods themselves to show up here anytime I like. Dario screams, I'll never pay your price, Tollman. Cross says, yes, you will. Your family's debt will be paid in full this time. You have two weeks or I'll come to collect the souls of your luchadors, your believers, and your family. The Tollman points to Marisella, who's sitting up in in a chair by the band. Then the smoke comes up again and Cross disappears. Dario's completely shaken, doesn't know what to do. He just screams, the match is not over. Count them out. Count them out. So both uh, Psycho Clown and Tollman, Kevin Cross, get counted out. Vamp gets on the microphone, disqualified by countout, Tollman, and Psycho Clown. Ethan Trace wastes no time, starts beating the living shit out of Sexy Star, because he's a good guy like that. Johnny pulls Melissa into the ring and has no trouble quickly getting a pinfall on her. Vamp, uh, Melissa, has been eliminated. Ethan rolls into the ring, goes toe-to-toe with Mundo for a few minutes. Then PJ Black runs out while the ref is distracted, hits Ethan with the briefcase that Delgado had given him earlier. Johnny then hits the Moonlight Drive and gets the pin on Ethan. PJ slides the briefcase into Johnny, and Johnny opens it up. Inside, there's a three-section gold belt that has three different Aztec totems on it. Johnny holds them up and holds up (coughs) the new belt that was sitting in the bag. Doesn't say anything about it. He slides it back into the case. And yells to PJ, take this to my worldwide underground after party. I'll be there in five minutes with the rest of the gold. And then Sexy finally gets back to her feet. This is the part you've been waiting for, Casey. Sexy gets back to her feet. And now it's just Johnny Mundo versus Sexy Star one-on-one. Sexy battles with him, hits him with everything she's got. Johnny gets her down in a choke and starts to rip out her mask and rips it half off. Then Johnny pulls off the turnbuckle cover. See, I told you you were going to like this, Casey. You like this, don't you? He spikes Sexy Star's head right into the exposed turnbuckle. Then she starts bleeding everywhere, like just a gusher, like right out of the forehead, all through her face. and <laughs> Johnny continues to beat her down, but she refuses to lo- lose. Finally, she screams, Fuck you, Johnny! <laughs> yeah, we're going to get another fuck you on the air here. Sexy Star rips off her own mask. She rips off her own mask and then she slaps Johnny with it. Then she stuffs the bloody mask into Johnny's mouth. And while she while he's choking on it, she hits a hurricane ronda on him, and once he's on the ground, she lays in a Ronda Rousey like armbar. Johnny screams and chokes on the mask, and then he taps. <laughs>
3: I'm I am sorry. You video of a tumbleweed blowing
0: across Byron's <laughs> living room. You don't like the part where Johnny taps while choking mm-hmm. on Sexy Star's bloody mask? No. Nah. Sexy grabs the mic and speaks. She what says, that? oh, Gross, I'm already heading for the car at this point, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Vamp grabs the microphone and says, You're winner and still gift of the gods champion, Sexy Star. Sexy grabs the mic and speaks. She says, No, Vampiro, not Sexy Star. Mi nombre es Dolce. And then she says, I'm every woman, but probably in Spanish.
2: todo... todo, uh, Soy todos las mujeres? I don't know what woman is in Spanish.
3: How do you say thank you for handing
0: Casey the victory in Spanish? Um, (laughs) Oh, but I'm not done yet. Dario comes to the ring. Dario says, Dolce, listen to me. I need your help. Medicella is not safe anymore. I've been hiding her for years, but now I know they are coming for my daughter. I need your help. And Sexy, in her half-broken English, says, "Why help you?" Dario says, "Do you remember the bad time when you were just a girl yourself, when you were attacked?" And Sexy starts says, "See?" Dario says, "That was me and my brother." What? Sexy Star starts losing her mind like she's going to kill Dario right there on the spot. Dario says no, no, but listen, but listen, but listen Maricela is a Cueto now. After you gave her up and I found her I made sure that she would have everything that she needed and, Mar- and, and Sexy Star says is my daughter except in Spanish, what? Maricela es mia, Something like that mm-hmm. Maricela runs into the ring and Sexy Star uh, just stares at her The resemblance is obvious. And Sexy Star wraps her arms around Maricela. Sexy Star in English says, I will kill you, Dario. And Dario says, yes, yes, but for now you must keep her safe. Use your connections in Mexico or the Believers or anything. I don't care. Just keep her safe. Get her out of here. Dario, in a touching Dario moment, touches Maricela's head and says, I love you. And then we cut to uh, outside. Sexy Star is running out of the temple with no mask, just her bloody face, pulling Maricela behind her, but the sounds of flapping wings and shadows of something flying over above them keep following at every turn. Finally, Sexy Star and Maricela turn down a dead-end alley in Boyle Heights, and the swooping sound lands with a thud, and a muffled voice says, give us the girl. Then the Lucha Underground SLX logo pops on screen. (laughs) And then SLX ends and goes right into Temple Talk with your host, El Rey de los Jefes. That's me, uh, Justin Harvey, live from Lucha Underground VIP room. The bookie, Vinnie Massaro, is going to run down the lines on the upcoming fights for all three Lucha Underground shows. And special guests, J-Man and Urban, stop by to review tonight's episode. And as always, Byron serves up cold drinks while co-host Casey Nielsen brings his own brand of spangry insight to the show.
3: Yeah, I'm pretty smangry right now, actually. Uh look at Byron's face. <laughs> shaped like a chicken McNugget. What?
2: <laughs> I'm not Casey, I'm the last person you should be upset with right now. You're I'm in my home. I just in want my, to
3: you don't breathe today. That's all I wanted to do. You're in my best chair. <laughs> in my this home for some chair, actually like this this chair is fucking great. Like I'm all reclined and shit. This is like the fancy movie theater chair.
0: It looks comfortable. I'm not going to lie. I'm in one of those Herman Miller Aeron's. I don't know if you can see that bad boy, but I got the Oh yeah, yeah. Right there. yeah. I'm in I a Herman do- Monster. I'm, awesome lower Lumber I'm getting old. I'm getting old. Most people who listen to the show probably don't realize that
2: I'm actually the oldest one. <laughs> yeah, by like 15 yeah, years. Yeah, because Byron looks
3: like the oldest one.
2: Yeah, you know, that black don't crack, y'all. I'm 28 years old.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. fucking 19 years ago. <laughs> Dad.
0: And mentally, 7. Oh. What are you talking oh. about? Just saying. Hey, um,
3: you booking yourself, Justin?
0: I did not book myself. Uh, I tried. I tried to fit in people. You know, obviously we're gonna have some kind of Ethan, <laughs> Trace, and Johnny Mundo feud for that new belt or something going on. I don't know.
3: I just kinda, can we pretend
0: Dragon Azteca
3: was in that battle royal?
0: Well, I just kind of threw his name in there. I didn't really have. I didn't really book him. I didn't want to take your time up and figure out how to exactly work him in. But you know, in the final version of the show, I, I would definitely work him in. In fact, I would probably almost put him over and bring him into the Gift of the Gods match. Right, right. That would be fun. Yeah. We don't really need Pimpy in that Gift of the Gods match. Yeah, see, I would have had Dragon
3: Azteca on my show (laughs) hailing Pentagon at the end of the
2: episode. That's where I would have tacked him in. Where would you have tacked him in, Byron? I would have put him in an opening match instead of Melissa and Black Lotus and I would have put him in an opening match with someone.
0: Now, what would you have done with of, him in your
2: show, dummy? In my show? Yeah. I didn't have room for him. Not in episode 1. I have like I developed characters and stories that branch out for at least a four episode arc. So yeah, that's
0: kind of what I was going for too.
2: Great so, man. I mean, I didn't have I didn't have I barely had room I didn't think we were going to be able to write a second episode, so that's why I was shoehorning so many beginnings of feuds into into my episode. I didn't have room for Dragon S. Jr. And
3: i got to say that Random Acts of Violence title is just something I made up playing video games to entertain myself years ago. <laughs> so now I bring it to all of you, the listeners. Uh-huh. You're, oh, viewers, there's two of you. So Case, did you
0: hear that uh, Rory McDonald went to Bellator? I did. I felt like I made that happen by joking about it. That's kind of fucked up. I know. It was crazy. Like, I really didn't think it was going to happen. I thought for sure, especially with the Toronto card coming up. But now they're talking about GSP might, might headline on that Toronto card because it's literally on the, the day of the fourth month of him submitting for USADA testing. So maybe GSP is going to be on that card now. But I thought for sure with a Toronto card coming up and Rory being the biggest Canadian star left, right. that for sure that was going to happen. And holy shit. like To me, that's bigger than Benson Henderson. Because honestly, I felt like Benson Henderson was kind of Mm-hmm. You know, still at the top of the game, but but coming down a little bit. Whereas even with two losses, I felt like Rory, was his stock was going up. Like He's still the fight of the year winner of last year. Yeah, him and Robbie Lawler was amazing. He didn't look terrible against Wonder Boy. You don't get, Wonder Boy got the better of him. But at the same time, I still put Rory as one of the top five guys in that division. And he's well-spoken. He dresses nice. You know? Yeah, I mean, the way he cuts a promo is kind of interesting. He's got this weird sleepy style to it, but it's still, like, funny and entertaining. I yeah. was just really surprised. Like, apparently UFC, um, they thought with the two losses, they were just like, yeah, we're not going to pay whatever Bellator's paying. If you want to take that and go over there and wallow in the obscurity, go for it. Or you can stay here and be known and not make that kind of money. Well, he'll probably be a champion in Bellator, so there you go. Maybe, yeah. They've got the Koreshkov guy or whatever, who, that guy that beat Benson Henderson. Um, yeah. and who else? Koscheck at seventy? Like they have nobody at seventy over there. And Benson, but I think I heard that Henderson was going back down. I mean I guess a Hend- Henderson uh, Bindo versus uh Mori fight could be interesting. Right. But you know, maybe we see him back in UFC soon. I don't know that he's gonna last that long over there. I can't imagine that there's a whole lot for him to do there. He'll
3: probably get really bored. You so know, you moved on, like, one show every, like, three years, and then just hate life.
0: And yeah. other quick UFC news, Ronda most likely is not going to be at MSG, everyone's saying now. Uh, it looks more like she's going to be on the December 30th card, the uh-huh. end of the year in Vegas, um, and that will probably be one of the biggest fights of the year. I don't know if they uh, have a title match before that or not, or if they have it wait for Ronda. I think they would get in another match, especially if Pena gets the shot, so... We'll see. Um, The Conor McGregor stuff, look, guys, I know his camp is saying that his foot is not broken, but what people who don't follow boxing or MMA have to realize is that when you have an injury like that, you want to downplay it immediately. Even if you're out for it, even if you're having surgery or something, you don't want your opponents who are out there to know that you have some kind of weakness or something wrong. So I think that right after the fight, Connor and his camp, and everyone said, yeah, his foot's broken, he's had an existing fracture, and it just got a whole lot worse because he was actually throwing leg kicks for the first time in his life. And then they started recanting a little bit and saying, no, no, it's just a sprained ankle, or I hurt my shin, or this, that, or the other thing. Um, he has not been medically cleared, but the way that the medical clearance worked this time, they didn't specify anything other than he was suspended until he was medically cleared by a doctor normally they say oh you know you got a concussion it's a six-month medical suspension until you're better or you know you broke your hand it's a three-month medical suspension they didn't do that this time they just said he has to be cleared by an orthopedic physician I say that that means Connors foot is broken so everyone can stop there speculating I don't think he can make MSG in time um so I don't know if they'll want Eddie Alvarez to fight on that card or not. I don't know if Conor would even get that fight. Dana really wants him to go down to 145 and defend against Jose. As Conor has said, he's not really that interested in Jose. He beat him in 13 seconds, and he had to wait around two years just to get to that 13 seconds. I can understand that a little bit. I mean, I think the Frankie Edgar fight would have been way more exciting, and I think Conor probably would have actually done that just to prove himself. Um, but he doesn't feel like he has anything to prove against Jose. I think he's wrong. I think Jose is going to give him a run for the money if he goes back down there, but I don't think Conor's ducking him. I think he thinks it's boring and wants something that, to him, is going to get him more excited for a fight, like an Eddie Alvarez or or if it would have been Frankie, something new. And I get that, man. When, When Frankie Edgar and BJ Penn went back and forth for the lightweight title, however many times they did the whole lightweight division got boring to me and those were two fighters that i absolutely loved and it just bored me to fucking tears when they were having their feud back and forth and it's the same reason why like i don't want to see connor nate 3 immediately as a rematch i do want to see it again but make it be next year like make it be the big july fight week fight next year or even the end of 2017 like there's time for that fight and Connor can do some other things first. And the great thing about it is Nate and Connor can both lose every fight up until then, and people are still going to come back in droves for that fight. They just got career security for both of them for ages. Um, and so I'm so excited about that. But the, <laughs> the aftermath of that that card too, and Rumble. I can't even tell you how sad I am that Glover didn't win because I think that Glover versus Cormier is a more exciting fight for people to watch right now. I don't think that people want to see Glover versus DC or Cormier versus DC, I'm sorry, Cormier versus Rumble uh, right now. We've we've seen it. There's like no new matches left at light heavyweight. Like maybe let's see Glover versus Gustafson or John Jones get back in there. Um... But John Jones has fought all these dudes too. Like, there's no new matches for him. You know who's he gonna fight? He's fought Bader. It's crazy. Logan. Do you remember
3: how 205, like what, like 2007,
0: 2008?
3: Like there were a million fresh matchups.
0: Everyone it was fighting that way. It was the premier division. Like that was the most important belt in the UFC. Was 205. You had like because of Chuck Liddell and Randy having it and Tito and all those guys. Mm-hmm. That was the belt. Then you had the belt start flipping hands. It went from Rashad and Forrest and Rampage. You know, like everybody had a turn at it until finally John Jones got it. And then John Jones went through all these dudes. He beat, you know, Bader to get the title shot. Then he beat Shogun. Then he beat uh, like well, he didn't beat Hamill officially, which is so weird that that's the one official loss on mm. his record. I mean, but he uh, he tore through. All the rest of those dudes, all of them, Glover, Gus, DC, Rumble, like, what? Who, there's nothing left. There's nothing left in 205. There's nothing interesting about it. I feel so bad for DC. It's like, great, you're a great champion. There's no one I want to see you fight. Not a single soul. Yeah, yeah. Glover uh. was the last one I would have been interested in, but even Glover being the homie and everything, at this point, after that knockout, I don't want to see that either. I don't want to see Glover get dumped on his head by DC. Fuck that. <laughs> so, I don't know. Do you think Rumble can win against DC the second time, and does that make the division more interesting?
1: I don't know. Uh, this is...
0: It's, it's rough. Weird.
3: It's going to be rough, because you got to sit through all this shit before it gets interesting again. That's the thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, look. We've got the debut of CM Punk coming up in my hometown, Cleveland, uh, and also on that card, obviously, the heavyweight champ, Steve is going to defend his belt. And then uh, we're going to be in a little bit of a cooling-off period. We'll have the, the Bisping-Hindo fight, which will be interesting, but I think everybody kind of universally agrees that even though Bisping has the title, um, that fight is not the two best guys in that division fighting each other. That's just, somehow, a belt got mixed up into what would be normally just a great FS1 headlining card. Um, I'm happy to see it. I would love to see Bisping get one more crack at Hendo and vice versa. Hendo yeah. says he is retiring no matter what at the end of that fight, whether he wins the title, loses it, no matter what. Hindi's, I think it would be awesome if Hendo won, vacated the title and then, you know, all those other players at that weight class jump back in for it, you know. Let's have Ooh. a round robin. Let's have a tournament again. Let's have another old-school UFC tournament for the one the night tournament.
3: Damn it! <laughs> like the. Boss. Like the tough man shows, tough
0: man contests.
3: Oh, the original UFC shows were one-night tournaments, Byron.
0: Yeah, you could do. I don't know, man. Maybe you could do a four-man tournament in one night, but I don't think you could do an eight-man anymore, and definitely not a sixteen. I, oh, I God! Think, no. Like
3: legally now, you can't even
0: do four, right? Like you can't fight twice, can you? Uh, I think they can. It just depends oh. on where they do it. They could do it in Alabama. But if you get hurt.
2: Even if you win, then you can and they get throw in an alternate,
0: which is how Daniel Cormier got the strike force heavyweight belt. um they had a tournament, and it wasn't even a one night thing. it was over a long period of time, but guys kept getting hurt and out, and uh d c got in there and I mean he won all his fights, but <clears throat> you know they were putting in alternates and other stuff, so
3: yeah, that kind of ruined the one night tournament thing too, because then you got jobbers like Steve Jenham fucking winning the ultimate fighting championship.
0: Yeah, what? Well, Jinnam didn't have to fight in the first round or something and came. Didn't and have won. to fight in
3: any of the rounds, just the final. Yeah. And so he won because his opponent fought three fights.
0: Yeah, it's like at that point they should have just held off the final to some other time. Huh. Anyway, um, that's all the news I got for this week. I wanted to have Vinny Massaro on this week to talk a little bit about that, but I figured this episode would be long enough at two hours as it is. So You're you guys welcome, got anything, Josh? To- <laughs> Still not as long as it could have been. Come on, three of us talking about our own episodes—that could have been a four-hour episode.
2: It could have. So where, where do we go next? Uh, yeah, where do we go next with our episodes? Give me.
0: We have to each film
2: one episode.
0: <laughs>
2: get your yeah, get
0: your budget approved, <laughs> and then we'll talk. I don't know, man. I think that that might be the end of the road. Look, we got Lucha Underground coming back in a week and a half at this point. Yeah. Um, but are we so, going to you know, put
2: up a poll? Or are we going? I'm going
0: to put up this? a poll for this, and I'm going to put up Lucha Award polls. So people, check our Twitter, uh, at MMMShow75, every day. There's going to be new polls up. We're going to throw around some awards. I'm going to talk with these guys and see what awards they want to give out. We'll probably give out Best Luchadora, Best Big Man, Best High Flyer, Best, uh, Best of the Champions, like anyone who's held a belt. Um, we'll, we'll throw out some fun awards or whatever, and we'll see what you guys think. And then we'll be back with our pre-season three show, which will be a Lucha Awards show, I think.
3: I just want to show uh, Billy trying to fucking
2: attack me. Oh, there <laughs> she is. Back Keep because I have a camera. Hey, hey, Billy, make sure he doesn't steal anything. And hey, am
3: gonna steal this ho- hockey card that's been here since 1922.
0: And for those who uh, think the show is too long, do yourself a favor: don't watch the video version. Go to iTunes, listen to it there, and listen to it on on one and a half or two times speed. That's what Casey yes. and I do, so we can listen to a million podcasts. We stay well informed, yeah. and we hear what everyone has to say because we're listening on double speed. Yeah, and
3: if you okay, so like if you're a droid person like me, because you don't want to get hacked by the Taliban or whatever that article was that Byron sent us. Um, 'cause he's an alarmist like that. I know. Uh, I updated
2: my phone so Bin Laden can't get me. And we'll let you get to your Pod Doomsday prep shortly. Like.
3: Podkicker has variable speed and you can subscribe to our show, even though the picture of the fucking show is just these two guys and not me. What the fuck what the fuck is this shit right here? It's like our very
0: first book. picture that we ever put up. I don't know.
2: Casey, we just wanted to get people to uh, listen to this show and feel welcome to it, so we had yeah, to do it. Yeah, they're like, a-
0: these
3: two guys have faces for radio, so the show must be good.
0: God Dude, damn it. it's so weird. I upload a new picture every week, but the only place that it consistently shows up is SoundCloud. I can make it show up on iTunes if I change the main SoundCloud profile picture. Um, I think the the iTunes just takes the main profile picture, and, and, and your podcast whatever app... Um, that one just take, took the first picture from the first time they uploaded it, which was like the second week or something.
3: Yeah. Cause I, I doubt that Colt Cabana's picture for art of wrestling is this old. <laughs> exactly. Like, like it's still, it's still that one. I don't know. Maybe he still has that picture on iTunes. I don't know. I
0: doubt it. I don't know. It just gets set up that way once. Well, all right. Unless you guys got anything else to add, I think it's, uh, this is done Everybody vote for who you thought the best episode was. This was kind of entertaining and fun. Um, Byron and I also kind of came up with our own uh, Lucha Fantasy League point system that we might uh, try to do after we talk to Casey about it. So we'll see. Be oh fun. hey,
3: watch uh watch Triple A this weekend if you're a gambling person and think that the stream will fucking work. I think it's this weekend. I might be wrong. I, no,
0: I yeah, I believe it's this weekend, uh Triple Mania, and if I can watch it, maybe we'll review it next week on the show. I'd love to, um if I have the time and a stream that works to watch well. it. Yeah,
3: if you want to get really fucking pissed at them jobbing Pentagon to Johnny Mundo, which they're gonna do, watch Triple A this weekend.
0: Dude, when when is it on what day and of, what time? Lucha Underground season, right? I don't
3: yeah, you know what? I don't know what Lucha date Lucha. and time. I live in a, a in a world where dates and times don't matter because I get up at 4:30 in the fucking morning every day. So, go look <laughs> at the Cubs fans blog, luchablog.com and he'll tell you when, where to watch the show, how it is, and then you say, "Cubs fan, the Triple M show told me to come here." You should give them masks
0: and candy. Yeah. And candy. Delicious candy.
2: I need more masks.
0: Did you like my Paul London licking the sugar cubes? That was pretty funny. (laughs) Why not? Um, All right, guys. Until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix.